The following may contain offensive language, adult humor, and or content that some viewers may find offensive. The views and opinions expressed by any one speaker does not explicitly or necessarily reflect or represent those of Mark Rattledge or W2M Network. Please listen with caution, or don't listen at all. What does keep you up at night? Hello, you are listening to a Rattledge Broadcasting premiere podcast, The Whiskey Rebellion 2.0. I am your host, Amanda Reporter, and frankly, I'm in a festive mood tonight, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And I am joined by Mr. True Knowledge himself, the mad scientist of podcasting, Bandmaid's favorite fan, his, their main fan. He's going to tell you later on tonight all about how Woke killed Marvel. Ladies and gentlemen, from the MCU's Bleeding Edge, Mr. Jeff Sloboda. How do you do, sir? That's your cue to say hello, Jeff. Hey, what's going on, folks? <laughs> it's, wonderful, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be back with the Whiskey Rebellion. Outstanding. All right, my main man himself, my brother from another mother, Chesty Starcher. <laughs> How you doing, Jesse? Hey, doing good, Mark. My goodness, Christmas times are coming. Did you know that? It is coming, and I'm I, yeah. I love this time of year. I know all like the goth chicks and you know and the girls with the daddy issues. They like the Halloweens. Oh, they yeah. do. They oh, like yeah. their they like their uh, costumes and naughty nurse outfits and shit like that. Not me. I'm a Christmas fan, Jesse. You know that now. I do know that, as a matter of fact. All these years doing the Metal Hammer of Doom, all the Christmas shows we did, Heavy Saurus, a very metal Christmas. Very much. We did all those Christmas shows back in the day. We did Gremlins. Remember that? I do remember Gremlins. It was a great show. We did that for Christmas, as a matter of fact. Yeah, for sure. Uh, For sure. um, What about you, Jeff? How uh, do you? uh, Christmas one of your favorite holidays? Do you not love it so much? What's uh, where do you stand on Christmas? Very simple. I love the shit out of it. Well, I lived in the upstate New York or whatnot, where like you know, where it is like snow paradise and it's cold as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And that's just part of your life, right? Like Christmas is all mm-hmm. where I was all about it. Um, and I was surrounded by like you know, um, like for instance, my three female cousins from Jersey that are like my closest cousins out there that I love more than you know that that than probably any other cousins or family members. You know, besides my siblings, right? You know, um, we're really tight. And uh, Danielle, Nicole, and Ashley, shout out to you. Um, and um, they would always spend the Christmas with us and whatnot, right? And um, so, like, it was great. But, like, you know, we, we used to ice skate, right, on the pond, out in the, out in our, our, on our our lot, you know, our land and whatnot and everything, you know? And um, Wow. Yeah, I mean, but then, listen, I, I left New York at 18 for North Carolina for High Point University. I've been in the South my entire adult life. So mm-hmm. at that point, like um, – uh, you just start, you just like start to like this distance starts to grow between you and Christmas to where, especially down here in Southwest Florida, nobody even gives a fuck. So it's like you know, 
uh, Christmas is where you find it. We um we have so many Christmas traditions. So what, I, just, I just want to address this comment really quick. This is one of your buddies here, Sally. I believe her name is uh, from uh, one of the guest panelists on the MCU's Bleeding Edge um, for quite some time now. She says, me, an intelligent young woman who used to be obsessed with Dex Hilton. Why does this man hate Halloween? I don't hate Halloween. I'm just saying I prefer Christmas. Most people, they, they love to talk about how much they love Halloween and they get all excited about it. The, the, the holiday that excites me is Christmas. We have shit tons of traditions here. And like for, so I have, my kids are eight and 11. And for years, we either would take them to SeaWorld to have dinner with Santa, or we would take them to uh, Camping World to go see Santa. And there would be like activities for the kids to do. Uh, we've done once or twice Santa at the mall. Uh, the very first Christmas my wife and I were together, she uh, is what I refer to as her Nazi Christmas tree. Um, she insisted that we have a monochrome white Christmas tree with all red ornaments. And I was like, what the hell? Because <laughs> like, I, I grew up with like the AIDS cool Christmas tree. You know what I mean? You know, it's just, oh, like, yeah. just all kinds of fucking ornaments. Nothing matches. Yeah, Body yeah. lights everywhere. You know, you know, it looks like two, it looks like just like a car wreck, um, oh, yeah. which is lights and everything. It's great. I love it. Um, but that first year to appease my then girlfriend, now wife, we made sure I got her her Nazi Christmas tree. And then every year after that, the concession was she would do my gaudy Christmas tree with the tinsel. And um, I have these uh, lovebirds that I keep at the top. Um, and there's always like a weird tree topper that I would have. And I have my icicles and my penguins that make the noise at the bottom. You know, I'm like, you know, and I have all weird ornaments like G.I. Joe and Transformers and stuff like that. Uh, she would accept my, my gaudy Christmas tree. But we had to get a real tree every year. So all you um, consumerists, all you uh, Black Friday salespeople like to push each other in the Walmart over a television, my family, my good Christian, God-fearing, Jesus-loving family, we go to the, <laughs> we go to the Christmas tree farm up in uh, Dade City, San Antonio area, and we pick out our live Christmas tree, Jesse. Nice. We That's tag, very nice. We tag our Christmas tree on Black Friday. Then two weeks later, as a matter of fact, this Sunday, we go up. We get it. We bring it home. We cut it down. We cut it down, Jesse. Wow. We, you you sending the kids under there to do the sawing? Absolutely. Or, okay. All right. Don't put that elbow <laughs> grease in there, man. You gotta you gotta you know be a lumberjack and don't care with the ladies' underwear. You gotta uh, cut that no. thing down. And That's then wonderful. we uh, we take it home. Um. We got to put the water in and everything. One year, it was off center, and it was like it wasn't drilled properly. It was like drilled kind of like a leaning tower of pizza. We had to hold it up with a can of corn, Jesse. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> I, we did a live tree, not at our house, but when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I was living with, with my parents, they did the live tree once. Yeah. And I'll never forget it because there were needles all over the place. <laughs> we drug the thing out, you know, after Christmas was over. And I can remember it just sitting on the back porch, continuing to rot and fall apart. <laughs> uh, we Dude, did it once. A couple <laughs> years while I was sick, we were fucking collecting trees out there like a fucking lumber yard. Like, we, <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing with them, right? You have to get rid of them somehow. Building a what log a cabin and shit. Um, <laughs> like one year, they got three or four trees back there because we, we just didn't get rid of them. I, I didn't have the, the energy yeah, to. I, I mean, look, I respect the tradition. I respect you go out with your family and you do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm my uh christmas tradition is going out to the shed and bringing out the 20 year old box with the big ass christmas tree in it and bringing it in the house and then telling the kids 
go to town uh, you know please right. my and when i was a kid we had like a color-coded one we had to like plug the yep branches into the bottom right that's how you knew the length yep. and everything oh okay. i remember i know what okay. you're talking about but if you buy a modern one now they open up like a fucking umbrella You're like yeah, that's you know it's have. like a, like a cartoon yeah. christmas tree <laughs> i don't mind that that makes it so much more simpler i remember the days when we had a fake one with the color um, metal hammer branches. doom jeff i want to get your way for uh Mark, you were doing, I don't know if it's on my end or your end, you were doing some intense robotic freezing shit go, and, and yeah, whatnot. That's, that's what Mark, that's what Mark. Robert Cooper at a time, but. I like, you know, I like my Christmas music, right? Dude, you look like you're like on that. Tree, I like to put on the Christmas music. Bro, with, with your like, I know, like, with your video right now, you sound, you literally sound yeah. like you're like a werewolf on acid. You're like, <laughs> eyes are oh. all looking all fucking weird and everything. And your internet's, your internet's hating you, Mark. Is it any better now? It's better. It, it, kind of. It's, it's getting a little better. I can see your eyeballs moving, so that's if, good. <laughs> if I could, if I could draw a penis in your mouth, it would be better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna try this again. Hey Jesse, you guys Mark. listen to Christmas music when you do the tree? When you put up your tree? Uh, of course we do. We throw on Spotify, okay. and we've got a we've got our classic Christmas lit uh, Christmas playlist that's going. So, okay. how about you? you? Know, you know me. I like that uh, Dominic the Dominic the donkey. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> fucking I, I, oh, the yeah. gallery. <laughs> I don't care that much for the traditional stuff that anymore, but I do mm -hmm. like like the uh, the Whitney Houston, the, the Brian okay. Carey, all that, that more modern I like stuff. That. Yeah, right. I do. Yeah, yeah. That um, I, like. I like to like a lot of the kid stuff. I like I got a lot of the silly Christmas songs. Um, I my the Christmas the the hat I got for Christmas is too big. Jesse, I told you about that one, dude. It's a classic now. Most of the yeah. shit that we listen to around here around Christmas, mm -hmm. uh, you know, after the holidays get started are from you and it's showing me and inspiring me with some of these newer Christmas songs. Well, these, right. I say newer, but stuff I'd never heard before. Mark, uh, straight up, what, man. I'm telling you right now, if you're ever bored on here, if you ever want, want to do something interesting, yeah. dude, I guarantee you right now, you guys would dig the shit out of this. I never thought to yeah. tell you this. On YouTube, there's um there's actually the there's these kids that play a version of uh tool um um shit uh it's tool um uh oh, god damn what which song is it um they do a, they do a, their own they do a, their own version it's a bunch of like teenage kids like young kids doing a version mm -hmm. of tool I'm doing some covers um, my shadow what the hell is it called um uh oh 30, uh, 60, uh 36 and 9? 36 and 9? Is that what it is? 46, 46 and 2? 46 and 2, yes. They do Tool, 46 and 2. And dude, it's sick. The version is sick. It's so spot on. And it's kids doing it. And That's it's, pretty it's cool. Like, it's unbelievable, man. All right. How good so it is. Let me, I want to address Sally again. Because Sally was asking about what the hell is Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey. Imagine, if you will, from back in the days of yore, Lou Monty, Italian-American. He sang a song about Dominic. He helped Santa deliver all the pre the presents to the good boys and girls of Italy, uh, in the you know, and he would say hee haw hee haw, right? Oh, what he Robert ever. Cooper knows what I'm talking about. How you doing, Robert? Coop. He's <laughs> perpetually disgusted. <laughs> Robert, 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 did you decide to just show up with like a, a thumbnail of just you with this grim fucking face <laughs> for show or what? I'm here in spirit. Wow. Um, you almost I look as Jesse, bad as I look. You, you almost look as bad as I did after the night I got sheet down by Shield. Jesse, <laughs> speaking of which, Jesse, do you guys still play Homo Christmas by the Queers? 
Oh, well, it's on the playlist, Mark. You know, it's got, it shows up. Right. Do you still want to have a homo Christmas? Do you want to have, do you you still want to have your Christmas queer? I, (laughs) I've never stopped. (laughs) It's good. Punk Rock Christmas, everybody go find it. Go, go on your Spotify or go Google it real quick. Punk Rock Christmas. There's a song on there called homo Christmas. I play it every year. Much to my wife. Actually, my wife's less, uh, my wife's more or less okay with that one. But the one she's not okay with, Jesse, if you can fucking believe it is um uh christmas at ground zero by weird al right. yankovic fucking right. hates it every we have time. had the. i know we've had this discussion before but again mm-hmm. i think it's very important to bring it up because i can't i can't i can't understand i mean yeah, I that it i look mutual destruction by nuclear holocaust right and christmas go one it's hand in hand what is the problem <laughs> Uh, um i yeah she fucking hates it but my son last night had my girlfriend come over for dinner uh when my wife was out and um you all heard me and uh people were going but wait did and, he just say yeah yeah <laughs> more on that in this in segment two um and so and so jonas was like hey karen do you you know do you want to hear uh do you want to hear christmas at ground zero by weird al or like giddily like ran to the computer to play it for her Oh, nice. um, you got a favorite uh, funny Christmas song there, Jeff, before we move on? A funny one? Um, like, I uh, want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I'm getting nothing nah, for Christmas. Nah, I mean, really, honestly. Homo I mean, Christmas. Uh, Grandma nah. got ran over by a reindeer. Classic. You can't go wrong with that one. No. no. I'm going to go to Jeff's house. I'm going to sing Christmas carols. I'm going to hit Christmas in Hollis because it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Jesse's cooking dinner in collard greens. You know, the, you know that one, Jesse. Oh, I'm going to yeah. go to Jeff's house. I'm going to go to Jeff's house with my polycule, and we're going to sing Christmas carols, but it's all going to be like versions of Homo Christmas all in front of Jeff's house. I don't even know what Homo Christmas is. <laughs> I want to ask you guys. Heard, no, both I'm you guys gonna, I was just going to say, both you guys are – it's interesting. Both you boys are Florida boys, and you came from yeah. the north, you know, as yep. you grew up in the north. I mean, do you guys miss the snow at all? Fuck Not up. a single fucking bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay so like i would i wouldn't mind like a little bit of powder um when oh, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> um yeah I mind a yeah little bit of powder yeah you know, i'm with you mark white that's, christmas that's the same thing i was thinking jesse that what martha said that was the that's the only snow i want to fuck with at this point in my yeah. life and right, i would do that and, problem, and i would do that. that it's a fucking it's a fucking nor'easter, and then you're driving around on black eyes as your you know 76 Nova is doing figure eights down the block. Nah. Just, well, nah, I'm man. not gonna live through this. The snow up north is not good. The snow, the snow we and Mark are talking about is the kind that you only indulge in when you're in Jamaica or like the Dominican Republic. You feel me? So like that's usually that's usually a positive uh, situation. You feel me? I hear you. I hear you. All right, we're gonna move on. Fucking Robert will join us eventually, but uh, so this is our Christmas show. And I thought it would be fun, because I'm me, to do a Christmas list. And this list is 52 hilarious gag gifts to make anyone pee their pants. You ready for this, Jesse? 52. 52. I'm not going to read all of these, but I mean, like, we'll go through them, but I'm not going to stop on each one because then we'll be here for two hours. So the first one. Got a Mark, you, understand, you understand what you're doing this to me right now? I'm the, free, I'm the creator of the goddamn MCU's bleeding edge of all damn things. And like, <laughs> th- and now you're going to give me this? Yeah, Robert Cooper's finally here. How you doing, Robert? I had to restart the computer. It sounded like that. Hey, like literally, Robert. 
Robert, I... thank you, man. I'm glad you came back, brother, because now at least, like, at least maybe you can share some of my depression during this uh, article here. <laughs> okay. This one's for you, fucking Jeff. Wiener cleaner soap. You gotta oh, get boy. Clean. It's a great gift. And who, I mean, uh, look, who, nobody wants how, a dirty penis. How is that funny, dude? How is that funny? <laughs> what do you mean, how is that funny? How is that funny? It's a wiener Imagine, cleaner. Imagine getting that stuck. All right? That would be a problem. <laughs> I was about to say, then you're definitely dealing with some hey, summers. I was guessing on a, on a podcast Odyssey one time and shit, and I pulled this massive fucking dildo out. There's some chicks oh, at my house. This shit was huge. And uh -huh. I started waving it around, and I was like, yo, what is this? I was like, yo, uh, dude, Joey, do you think this is like an alien dildo? Like, dude, it was fucking insane, bro. That was funny. Uh, we are cleaner. Uh, all right. So, next one neutralizing fart pads. That I could thing actually looks these. like a very large. Oh, yeah, no, I actually asked the guy who one day will be on this podcast running out of the room. Uh, I want to get, I'm going to get subtle butt neutralizing fart pads for Robert Cooper because in all the years of podcasting and all the fart jokes and stories that he's told, I feel like you need these. Those are a legit thing, too. Like, oh, yeah, I no. Think, I, I mean, I, I, I believe I need, I've heard the, the science that goes into that, like charcoal neutralizes the odor. Um, so that's, that's amazing. All right, lightsaber <laughs> chopsticks for you fucking nerds. You fucking nerds, you know, you like you watch your your Andor and your Obi-Wan Kenobi where they throw mountains at each other. And have some lightsaber chopsticks, you would not dorks. use no buys. I, I want lightsaber all. chopsticks. I bet you do. You I'm dork. good. <laughs> I am a fucking all. dork. Ugh. Everybody has a cookbook, Jesse. Everybody has a cookbook. Snoop Dog Cookbook. Dude, I would oh, find, yeah, my... I swear to God, I, listen, I would find jerking off with sand more entertaining and funny than fucking Snoop Dog cookbook. There are my, probably uh... 12 recipes for brownies in there. My heifer At of least. an ex actually Every... owned that. Wait a minute, did, did Snoop Dogg just die? No, he's not no. dead. Snoop Dogg is still Has alive. Coolio died. <laughs> I swear I'm to God, so... I must so I'm fucking ragging I, on people with his chopsticks, and then my girlfriend pipes it. Okay, I want those chopsticks. <laughs> Yo, I'm delusional, man. I must have had a dream that Snoop Dogg died or some shit. Who even knows? Dude's still uh, alive, I'm pretty quit, sure. Quit doing drugs, Jeff. All right, screaming goat figurine. Let's just Don't, what, dude. What is it? What? Why bother? Why bother with that, man? Here, Here we go. go. Here you go. Here Here's you something. Go. Here's something. Penis light switch. Dude, I mean, really, who doesn't want to decorate their house with <laughs> the most random, like, stupid <laughs> gift I've ever seen? Like, I'm just going to stick penis on your light switch. I, I, All would, right. I, would, I would sue that company right now because they're not, there's not enough, there's not enough different colored penises. <laughs> I'm not, you're not wrong. Also, can we, can we just talk about like big no, giant black I'd rather ones? not. <laughs> and like the the white one, but it's like all. First of all, like is that the, is there an albino out there whose dick you know needs to be I mean, represented? Like, do you? Order hey, you know what? Listen, we now just we birth? we now figured out the secret of where white vision's penis is. It's right there. Was that an issue? People were having like, hold up. I get the whole Wandavision white vision thing, but where's his dick at? Was this? Was this yo, a white thing vision, among white, yo, white vision's got a big dick, bro. I if you say so. There it is. I mean, I mean, you know, doesn't All look right. like you can uh, get it up though. <laughs> can we spend the next hour talking about Vision's dick, mm. please? I, um, I could. Yeah, I know you could. All right, coffee pot, oversized mug. Moving on. Ass wipes and fresh balls. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. All Ooh. right. Biodegradable moist towelette. Moist. I just want to make it clear right now. Listen, I say, I say at least like 50 or 20 different funnier things at every fucking show I'm on than this whole thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like up to 10 of these. Calm yourself there, Eddie Murphy. Boob right. scarf. Boob scarf. I mean, Count me in. I want it. <laughs> Do you? Do you, well, Chesty? I want them. Fantastic. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to wear a shirt either. I just want to wear the scarf and hang them down. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking troll around with no fucking shirt on, just, just a scarf. Are, are you gonna attempt to uh to do a uh do a cosplay there with three boobs? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that'd be, be the, the Total Recall. Total recall right. <laughs> make me wish I had three hands. All right, liquid ass. That you know, I mean, I, I'm worried like who bottled that and where it came from. Crafting with cat hair book. I That's know, a book I'm, for me. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna send that one to Robert, but I also know a lot of women who could use that book. Yeah, Dave. All fucking cats are you here. Did you hear, buddy? I can finally do something for with your useless <laughs> ass. <laughs> Bubble wrap Bubble calendar. calendar. No. That, ah, yes, the umbrella hat. Oh, that's that's like a classic right there. I, I prefer the propeller hat. Okay. So, smell my nuts candle. There was recently a conversation that took place in my in my abode uh, where one of the people in my, living in my house likes to dumpster die for broken candles. And if she came home with a smell of my nuts candle, I think it would make the journey worth it. Dumpster dive for candles? <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, dumpster, she dumpster dives for broken candles and she like repurposes them and shit. I mean, I okay. can. It, it'll be something easy to dumpster dive for. Just follow your nose like Toucan Sam. There you go. Go girl urinal. Seen a commercial for that. Yeah, so have I. Yeah. Uh, what right. in the wide world of sports? Secret flask. Here's a double solution to your friend's public drinking woes. Are you okay. heading to a music festival? No worries. Take along your essential sunscreen so you won't get burned. And if you oh, okay, so these are like flasks that are masquerading as something else. Fantastic. Right, right. How is that a gag gift? Wonder Woman talks? They have oh, capes on the back eight. of them. That's <laughs> silly. That's silly. <laughs> uh, bike pizza cutter. That's cute. Uh, that's like. silly. Sexy swimmer drink markers. I've seen these in person. Have you really? At a work function. Okay. So, yeah, somebody got these for Christmas, I believe, and they were using them on their drinks. I would oh, get please. this for Jonas when he was like seven. Pooping frenzy game because he was definitely into stuff like this. He he had a, like a pee like a urinal pee game of some kind uh, from a few years ago. Nice. Is this an advertisement for Spencer's? Maybe mop slippers. Meh. I mean, half, those actually could be handy. I've heard they could of, be. What the hell is that? So half, half a glass. Nice half pint glasses. Ugh, Jeff okay. like straight up checked out. He was like, "All right." He's like, good. "He's like, you yeah. know, I'm funnier than all these people, bro." Yeah, he <laughs> fucked off. That's fine. <laughs> Butt face soap, fan fucking test. Heard of that? I've heard of that. Yeah, horse head squirrel feeder. That's the fuck. I mean, that's fine. I, I don't even know what that oh. is. I don't get it. Oh, so you set it, and the squirrel sticks their head up in there in order to eat. And it looks like they got a horse <laughs> head. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him some drumsticks in a plastic bucket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's one for the ladies, a bra flask. Okay. I mean, I could wear the bra flask. Maybe I sure, could wear it with I my titty sweater or my titty yeah. scarf. Titty scarf. Dad bod fanny pack. That goes with the titty scarf. Oh, All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting this for my. <laughs> hey, hey. So for the people out there that like fucking got mad because I said only dorks would want Star Wars fucking chopsticks. There you go. You get a Star Wars comma sutra guy. 
that is, I think that might be the bottom of the marketing barrel <laughs> because we all know that people that like Star Wars rarely have sex. Oh, so okay. Now, I, I want to ask a question. I said, hang, rarely, on, hang on, hang on, rarely. <laughs> what are what are the name of those vehicles there? It would be uh, at. Those are... oh, those, so what you're looking at there is a couple AT, 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 ATITs. That's at, at, at it. Okay. Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> witty cocktail book. Be the toast of the town <laughs> with your witty cocktail book. Yeah, right. and everybody's going to hate you in three minutes. <laughs> I like these. You, you suck at parking cards. I like I, those. Right. Breakfast you just sandwich. Go and put maker. them on people's vehicles. I don't that's see pretty nice. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Like fucking sign me up. You're right. What I don't see how that's problem? silly. That's that's useful. I wish someone would make I, me a breakfast sandwich with a breakfast sandwich maker. Right. I'm, I'm, uh, can you do me a favor? Uh, no, I, you know what? I'm really what? curious. Can you open up another tab and see how much this costs? And I Yo, want to see. I do you know how that, do you know how hard it's gonna be to actually operate that bitch? I, <laughs> It does look pretty fucking cool. Thirty bucks, bud. Thirty dollars. <laughs> Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Th that's right. not bad. I thought it was going to be like fifty or sixty. Do you really? Do you really think when you get that bitch, it's going to look like that when no. you start putting putting shit in it? Not okay. one bit. Maybe I, mean, I one guarantee time. you. It, it, yeah, the first time, and then the next time, it's just like I, I would hate to clean it. And then that after would that, be not the so thing. much. For real, dude. The clean just cleaning it alone would be like a forty-five minute project. Right. Uh, it better be a damn right, good sandwich. On. Game Game of Phones. Game of Phones see, turns uh, your trusty cellular. Go ahead, Mark. Jeff. Game of no, Phones. I want, turns your... I want to hear about Game oh of Phones. Oh my God, you motherfucker! It sounds like a game changer. Okay, it sounds like a game changer. Get it, game changer. <laughs> your trusty cellular companion to the subject of a scavenger hunt between you and your moving the fuck on. What the fuck? Dino taco holders. What the fuck? What? I mean. It seems like something you oh, get for a child. Other, yeah, other than just being a thing that takes up space, that's all <laughs> that is. Yeah, I mean that would annoy the shit out of me. Like th Yo, that did, thing would did, lay in the drawer, the thousand of other little cups that are about this big and right. never be used. Who put this together? Was it Jar Jar Binks and the Crackhead Whitney Houston? Uh, the original. The, why crackhead Whitney Houston? Why can't she be yeah. like no, bodyguard Whitney, Whitney Houston? Super Bowl Whitney, Whitney, bodyguard Whitney. Then there's crackhead yeah. Whitney. Right. What about reality show Whitney? It's gay. If, if the website is giftlab.co. Oh, I see. Is that lab closing? For renovation. All right. So for you classy yeah. motherfuckers, red cup wine glass. Oh boy. I hate it. <laughs> Hated <Next>. it. <laughs> Christmas bulb nightlight. I don't understand how that's silly. Get it? Because it, it looks like a candle on a thing, but it goes into the plug. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This reminds me of something that my wife did. I want to tell you the story here TikTok? real quick before we go on the next one. No, okay. it's not on TikTok. Was it bus enough? Um, so I'm, I'm getting the Christmas lights out, right? And yeah. I find this thing that's in a package. And it's it's it looks like a set of lights. Yeah. And I pull it out, and it is one single like light about this big that hangs down it's real slender and it just i'm like what the fuck is this Please so i'm, I'm asking mindy i said what what is this 
thing? Where did we get? Because there's two or two or three of them in a package. What is this thing? What, what is am it? I and it, ha- it plugs in. So it looks. It's, you know, imagine this. this. Imagine, imagine something like this. It has a plug on the end of it, but it's just yeah. one strand. Yeah. And Mindy said, "Yeah, I've bought some uh, icicle lights." But what ended up happening is they sent her one fucking icicle light. <laughs> Here's your one you, light, you has, fucking lucky. Did she so get it off Wish? <laughs> yes, I think that's exactly where it came from because in every single one of these lights had to plug into a fucking socket. And I was like, this is the most useless thing. And the cord was about, I don't know, three inches long. Well, what the fuck are you going to hang this thing on? <laughs> it's uh, your one anyway. fucking icicle. <laughs> was, All right. Well, I said you get an icicle light, not icicle lights. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not plural. <laughs> <laughs> bath sip caddy. No. The only portable. For a minute, yes. I, thought was, I thought that said bath salts. I was like, what? Bath uh, salt Only caddies. in Miami, buddy. Is it so you can hold down your victims while you bite off their nose? <laughs> a heart shaped merkin? Now, listen, if wow. they brought, if, if bath salts came back, that would be funny. Yeah, a heart shaped merkin. All right. A bear oven mitts. Uh, sure. That's great. That's, yeah, it's fab- uh, fabulous. Fabulous. Dreamy sponge holder. Why? Again, why does your sp- nothing but fucking <laughs> I love space. that. Why does your sponge need a bed? I, you know what? It's either it's going to sit in the bed, or you're just going to have it sitting on the sink, and it's going to look gross. So at least have people think that you care. You're right. Let's Let make this you. a classy fucking establishment. This is a Wendy's this, after all. Right. Let right. It, yes. <laughs> let me let me say something. Go ahead, Jesse. Go ahead, Jesse. I, I was just going to say, you walk into this person's house, you walk right back out that has that. Because you, <laughs> you, you're just like, that fucking person's a psycho. Well, Go you ahead, fucking Jeff. punch him before you do. This, just this unprincipled. Like, this, this sounds like the list I would have, right? To give to, like, all the chicks that ever gave you, like, weak-ass head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I'm not... You know, Jeff, I don't agree with everything you say. He's checking it twice. I I don't agree with a lot of things you say, Jeff. I, I find myself in opposition to you in most things. But I think the or one like thing the, we do... The one or like the few chicks that ever made me so uncomfortable that I had to just like put my clothes back on and just be like, I'm done. I, no, I, I, do, I would agree with you that for bad blowjobs, this is a great list. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually how Mark found it. He was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I got the worst fucking blowjob. Let me see. Oh, good. Star Wars chopsticks. I mean, um, she made, <laughs> she made it. Like, hey, made the thing pay. on here. Right, here's listen, from my... Hey, listen. Honestly, the left should support this because I mean, you know, I mean, we can't, we can't physically like hurt women. At least we can give them this shit. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of hurting women, yeah, girl power right. socks. Instead of motherfucking girl power, yo. Ugh, a champagne bong for you, classy motherfuckers. What ravioli spoon, res? <laughs> I fucking love that. I'm just waiting for like the I'm waiting for like the hole in the wall like to what? pop up and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, portable glory, a portable glo- from, glory hole maybe. Porn, from porn. <laughs> Unicorns are jerks coloring books. I'm getting this from my kid's daughter. Okay. Oh my coloring. god, man. Uh, bling cleaning gloves. All right. Eh. I'm almost done here. Nice underwear doormat. I would put that in front of my door. Unicorn ice cube tray. Well, that's cool. Crap a crap spray. What the fuck? Mark, can I be can I be in charge of the humor segment next next month? <laughs> <laughs> you can be in charge of the blow me segment. Spritz oh, the ball man. before you go. No oh. one will ever know. Moving this on. Well, yeah, that poo-pourri. sounds like it. Yeah, that sounds it's like poo- an actual product. Poopery okay. works. Trust me. All right, here's one for Robert Cooper. A punny notebook. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> And what does that cost? What does that what does that cost? 27 fucking dollars for a notebook? I hope. I hope it's, it's a fucking act- million dollars. It's I'm actually priceless, sir. <laughs> 10.99. Uh, American? Okay. 
Yes. Fucking no ruples. Um <laughs> so shut up liver wine glass. That seems like something you should get your girlfriend. Uh, a pizza pouch. Wait, wait, I have heard wait a exists. How far, does, how far does this bitch go? Are we going like 150 on this motherfucker? No, motherfucker. It was in the title. Um, and finally, what? and I know people that actually want this because I've seen it on TikTok. Oh, I've yeah. seen these bitches on TikTok. Burrito blanket. My ex had a burrito blanket, and I stole uh, it until she bought me a right, blanket a, of my own. A member of my polycule just fucking shouted out, I have a burrito blanket. So there you go. Well, you know what? Honestly, Mark, the, the burrito blanket brings me, brings, connects something to me that I thought about. I was thinking about maybe doing like a what-if type series based off She-Hulk, right? Like, what if all the men in history were actually the fucking, like, the men in She-Hulk, right? What would have happened to, like, the human race? So the first episode, right, would be the guy that, like, actually created the sanitary napkin and, like, you know, tampons for women. Well, he doesn't do it, right? Because he commits suicide because he's born straight instead of homosexual. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? And he's also and he's also too masculine. So okay. he commits suicide, right? I want to read this screenplay. And, like, honestly, it sets back women for, for like, three decades. Here's, you know my, here's my thoughts on this. That would have helped though. That that pad could have made up for it. Here, here's what I'm going to tell get you. Get on with it. Yes, get over there. Let's board. talk seriously for just soundboard. <laughs> soundboard. So nice to have a soundboard in our lives again. Isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? <laughs> I'm telling you, if you if you think about it, if you look it up, you could you could connect every major catastrophic historical event to She-Hulk. Moving I'll on. I'll never forgive her for the fucking Holocaust. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Christ. So, Loki. Moving on. I'm never going to forgive them for, for, for making Daredevil do the freaking walk of shame. Oh. I mean, it's ironic because, like, he never saw it coming. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to talk seriously for just a moment. Um, we were talking about modern dating in the last show, and Jeff said that he actually was ethically non monogamous. Uh, for those that have been following the Rattling Broadcasting Network for the past year, um, I may have made one or two snarky comments regarding <laughs> regarding my marriage and my change in our marital dynamic. And I only recently started talking about this publicly. Um, but uh, February, late February of this past year, my wife and I decided to change from being in a monogamous relationship to a uh, ethically non-monogamous, and we started actively practicing polyamory. And it's been a hard year, a, a year of a lot of transitions, a lot of changes. Um, we came pretty close to actually breaking up over it at one point over the summer. Uh, it's been a struggle. It, things are better now. We're both in marriage counseling. We're both seeking individual counseling. And um, I, I bring it up only to say that there have been some friends of friends, some spouses of friends that have reached out to me over the past little bit. And, you know, like they're in um, ethically non-monogamous relationships now and they're struggling. The men, in fact, are struggling with it. And it's like, well, you've been doing this a little while now. Do you have any advice? And I'll tell you, I've gotten advice from people over the last couple of months that I thought was good. Some not so much. Uh, but I've also learned a few things. And I just kind of wanted to share those um, and, you know, kind of get Jeff's uh, ideas on this. And I know Jesse, Jesse's been, Jesse's held my hand through this entire thing. He was the first person I told when it happened um because i didn't tell a lot of people in the beginning 
And I know like you have questions you know, now that I'm talking about this more openly and a little bit more positively than I was. Now, less, a, lot, a lot less fuck you, fuck you, you know, <laughs> a lot more. Hey, this <laughs> is fine now. We're good. <laughs> um, I would tell you the first mistake that both my wife and I made was the way that we came out, which was we were having a conversation in a car and she said something and I was like, well, do you? And she was like, well, maybe. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Then we will then. That is not the way to do this. <laughs> the, the way to change your relationship dynamic is to not do it mid-car ride on the way to a bar to meet your friend. Like, the, the way my girlfriend and her husband did it was actually, like, they talked about it for months before they actually committed to it. Um, you know, talk, Talking about why this is necessary for one or both of you, what you hope to get out of it, what might it look like? I think that was the other issue was, I was like, sure, I'll try this. Like, it's fucking, you know, like a canopy at a fucking party or something. Like, yeah, this seems fine. Like, not really giving it a lot of... Like, I, I the line that I said back then was, I didn't know what I was saying no to. So I just said yes. Um, and then part of it was also, there was a girl who, over the years, that I had grown very close to. And I was like, oh, well, this will give me an opportunity to pursue something that I wouldn't have normally pursued because I was loyal to my wife. And now I can, which is also not the reason to do this. Like, don't do this because you've got your eye on some broad because then she'll fucking fuck off to Arizona. Um, two story. But <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a year. But really sit down and I'll, I'll break for, for you guys to kind of comment, but really sit down and like have a number of conversations. Spend some time on this before you actually commit to it. Because if you rush into it, you're going to have the exact same problem that we had, which was you're not ready for it. You're not ready for the changes that it, that comes, you know, jealousy happens in any relationship, but it gets amplified in situations like this. And if you're not mentally prepared for it, it can really wreak havoc on what was an otherwise fairly solid relationship. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Jesse. What are your, some of your thoughts or questions just based on what I've said so far? Well, I, I know when you and I, had been talking throughout this whole mm -hmm. uh, ordeal. Uh, you know, one of the things, I mean, it's the best way I could put it, I guess. I mean, you know, it's definitely been an ordeal for you, right? I mean, you've, you've had to learn how to, uh, really learn on the grow, fly, right? Yeah. Or grow at, at a pretty quick rate and try to change your life and your lifestyle. So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the big things that I've, I don't have really questions about it, but I know that it had to have been a struggle for you to try and and go from all these years that you've been doing the same thing mm -hmm. over and over and over. And now all of a sudden it's this has changed. Um, it forced and, us to communicate in a way that we hadn't before. One of the I can share a little bit of this. I don't want to share too much. You know, this is somewhat sure. my wife and I's private life, but. There was discussions about benign neglect, about feeling that you, you know, we were not attending to one another over the years. In in its own way, both good and bad, it forced us to communicate about that. It forced us to deal with it when maybe we weren't before. And it forced us to either do something about it, genuinely attend to one another, or risk losing the whole relationship. It, that's the weird thing about having, you know, embraced polyamory was you would think it's about adding all of these new people to your life. But in fact, in the course of doing that, it forces you and your spouse together. At least it did for myself and Melissa. Um, 
knowing that there's other people taking an interest in her made me appreciate her, I think, a little bit more and made me start to pay attention to what her needs were, where I might not have been before. Jeff, I see you nodding a lot. What are you thinking? No, I, no, I'm actually, I'm deep in thought, to say the truth. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm writing, I'm writing questions for Jesse. About his ethical non-monogamy? I want to know. Wait a second. This wasn't in the script. No, listen. I mean, hey, like, look, I didn't really think about how this was going to flush out and everything mm -hmm. like that. Now that I'm in this situation right now, I don't know Robert as well as I do Jesse. Although right. Robert, I really enjoy being around you. I do. You're a great guy. No, um, you know, you should be very well every time I've ever been around you. And I Whatever. Why don't you go on a date? Um, <laughs> when Mark told me that you were going to be on the show and whatnot and everything, I was really happy to find out about it. Uh, but no, um, no, honestly, Mark, to tell you the truth, brother, I just feel, I mean, I just feel bad for you, man. Like I, I you know, I, I care about you, brother. I, I hate to hear about you have these difficult times, man. And I have your back, bro. Like I, I you know, like I, I, like I said, it was, okay. it was, well, things are good now. Um, like I'm, I'm kind of coming at this from a, it's been a year, but we're great now and things are only going to get better, you know, hopefully, but you know, Jesse was there in the beginning when it was shit. Um, and you know, Jesse was there over the summer where I was seriously thinking about walking away from everything because things were not good. Um, and there was a lot of antagonism, you know, there was a lot of tit for tat, you know, if you're going to do this, I'm going to do this, which I think would be my, my second piece of advice to people. Don't be competitive with your spouse. This isn't a game. This isn't a cop. First of all, you're, if you're, if you're a dude, you've lost already. If you're in competition with your wife, um, game over before it even begins because <laughs> women on a dating app. Dip a toe in piranhas. <laughs> oh, yeah. And well, because dudes are just like, I mean, speaking as a man who was on a dating site for a hot minute, uh, sure. I think it's just very different. The men very much flock to the women, but I think it's mm -hmm. in the way that for a woman, they get so much attention, it's almost hard to give it. It's more figuring out who to give the attention to, whereas yeah. with men, it's very much at least for me, the hope to get the attention. Women uh, will garner a hundred percent more attention than any one man will. But if, if, but if you talk to women about it, like there's a great TikTok from um, one guy that polyamory is sort of his niche on TikTok, and you know it's sort of like normalize a normalized polyamory account. And one of the skits that he did was him talking as a guy. Typically, most guys will complain. This is a common enough refrain among guys. They don't get a lot of attention from women. This is hard, especially I'm going to get to this point in a second. But especially if you're already married, it is like 100 percent harder to try to get dates and female attention for any number of reasons than it is for women. Um, but the women will tell you, yes, like thousands and thousands of guys will match with them on a dating site or message them or whatever. But it's like hot garbage. You know, yeah, it is sorting through a lot of trash. It, it's really, and it's one of those two that uh, I feel like for women, the thing that is in some ways a lot harder is the fact that you have to be able to choose the right one. Whereas with men, I mean, yes, you also have to, but I mean, let's say there's a, I don't know, a hundred tomatoes sitting in front of me and I got to find right. the right one. Yeah. I'm going to end up probably biting into one or two of those. And it's going to be a really bad day. There's so much dip pick out there. Just so much. Um, it, to the point where I, I told the story back in uh, earlier in the earlier part of the year when Jason and I reviewed Fresh, you know, about a conversation that was had a bunch of a bunch a bunch of nurses and I while I was at work a few years ago about how like beating a single girl in <laughs> is hard now because like so many guys it's like hi hi what do you you know what you know what's what's good nothing I'm all right dick pic 
really? Why? <laughs> you know, the unsolicited dick pic apparently is so interwoven in dating culture. It has just become like common practice to the point where like some women are just like, I got a collection of these now. I like send them back to people. Like I get a dick pic from one guy. I send them back a dick pic I can receive from another guy. Um, like going and like trading cards. Like dick pics are like Pokemon. You got to catch them. Yo, up, man. I, I, I've asked a couple just randomly if they would, if they would come out and like do a show with me and just tell mm. me some of their best dick pic stories. <laughs> I'd love to hear that, man. man. I know, Jeff, there was something else you wanted to talk to Robert about. Go ahead and speak on it. Oh, yeah, no, no. You know, you guys ever, uh, Robert, you've, been, you've done online dating, Mark. You've done online dating. Mm -hmm. um, Jesse, um, you've been out of the game for so long that the last time the internet wasn't dating, around when he was um, uh, no, yeah, when, Jesse uh, was, when Jesse was courting, he had to like trade tracts of land to the king in order to yeah. unite the There kingdom. was a goat involved. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, um, uh, yeah, the the uh, the uh, you know the parents had to watch the first time that they consummated the marriage. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> there was no, a but, uh, involved. No, but, but no, seriously. Have you ever met that? I don't know how exactly to describe it, but that that fucking arrogance that these some of these women get on the dating sites, where because they're so immature and they're so naive and fucking stupid, they don't grasp the basic concepts of the fact that on these dating sites the male to female ratios are like ninety five to five, ninety yeah. to ten on a good day, right? Right. They don't. They don't get that the reason they're being blown up like crazy is because ninety five percent. I was. I talk to a lot of women. And I bang a lot of women. All right. I ask them a lot of questions, and I'll tell you right now, they're not happy with men these days. Like dudes are not handling their business at all. Like they're weak. They're straight weak. All right. Like it's rare that that a man can even fuck a woman properly anymore. It's it's a joke, man. To be honest with you, it really is. I didn't realize how bad it was, but it's getting bad. And like, dude, not only that, I'm telling you right now, some of these women. They literally, they feed, they live through these dating sites, like mm. psychologically, right? Yeah, to the point that's where not good. they they build this arrogance up where they believe somehow they convince they convince themselves that because they're getting blown up by these fucking weak ass dudes that would fuck that would message any bitch with a heartbeat and a vagina, you know what I'm saying? Like that somehow they're like they're somehow they're like an Instagram model or some shit now. All right, superstar. So, I want to actually piggyback off of Jeff's point because he's not totally wrong. Because there are guys where, like, Family Guy even made a joke about this, where, like, Quagmire discovers online dating, and Pete's like, give me the phone. And he's just, like, swiping. He's like, you know, like, I'm not even looking at the, he's on Tinder. Like, I'm not even looking at the girl. He's just, you know, yo, cast it, it, a yo, wide net. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, folks, Tinder does not like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, getting back to the point, it is harder for guys, and, and this is less advice than it is just sort of my experience, Girls are looking for a guy to be in a most most girls are looking for a guy to be in a long term relationship with a guy who is already like married isn't really going to fit that bill like other polyamorous women will might, might seek out a married guy maybe maybe not um there are some women out there that just don't want to be married again they don't you know that guys are too clingy they just want a nice guy to take them out on nice dates and maybe some of those guys will go after like you know otherwise engaged men. But for the most part, most women don't even fuck with like EM or poly guys because what what good are we? We're not gonna we're not gonna marry him. We're not gonna move in. Nah. We're not gonna give him nah. kids. No, nah, you, nah, you don't wanna fuck with the chicks that do want to bang married guys because they're always <laughs> damaged and fucked up, bro. Uh, it's debatable. As My point is so no, so no, no, wait, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's a reason why hang on. There's a reason why I brought this up. Because if you're a girl, right, and you're out and you're out in the dating pool. 
a lot of guys will go will go after you because you are married because you're not going to want to marry them. They're, you're not going to want them to move in. You're not going to want them to take care of you. You already got that at home. So like that. it's so much easier. The dating pool is so much bigger for women than it is for men, where it's the exact opposite for men because the dating pool is so much smaller because you really are looking for that select group of women that are okay dating a married guy, and it's not huge. So it's like you both take join hands and cross that bridge that, you know, <laughs> was it the pronunciation bridge, Jesse? Yeah, uh, yeah. You, cro <laughs> you cross that bridge into E&M polyamory, and then, like, the women just fucking take off, and you have this huge fucking ocean to swim in, and then there's this guy's in the fucking puddle. Like, fucking around, like, what am I supposed to do with this? And it's frustrating, and you don't want to be there anymore. It's like five minutes into polyamory, most guys are just like, fuck this. You know, and I no, get it. I've been there. Go ahead, Jeff. No, and Mark, and Robert, Robert, and honestly, and Jesse, what do you think about this? Robert, I know you're going to know what I'm talking about with this. Can you imagine what it's like for me, right, to put it out on my profiles on dating sites? Like, because you know me, I'm not, I'm not afraid to tell the truth who I am. I'm not going to lie about it. True knowledge. So, so, of course, right on my profiles, it says flat out that the only real serious relationship I'm interested in is a non monogamous one. And you know what is funny about that is this, right? I mean, there's a lot of fucking bullshit on these dating sites. But at the end of the day, um, you know, these women on there, they just don't grasp that, like, that they don't they don't understand that that's honesty. They don't get mm -hmm. that that's that's my truth. Like, I'm not I'm not looking right. I'm not looking for like, you know, for for like uh, the spotlight or whatever, whatnot. I'm hurting myself by putting that shit out there like that. Yeah, you know a saying? lot of women like, like right past. Don't, don't oh, even, yeah, don't yeah. Even try. Come on. We're talking about messaging here. We're talking about profiles here. Right. That shit is that shit is rough. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, sometimes if your personality is about the most winning thing about you, you can't even get out the door. Oh, um, whereas, look, whereas most I'm, guys are just like you. Got, we got like a third eye. You got a fourth nipple. No, a third I'm hand. Screwed. Like, I'm screwed. Right. I, I can't lie to women. I can't right. do it. I'm not capable of it. I won't play the game. I only Wait, know oh. how to be direct, black and white, and upfront. And at that point, when I when I send messages, I just sound like another asshole. All right, next thing, uh, next piece of advice I want to give. This came up recently because somebody asked me about, like, I, I went through this with Melissa, too, where, you know, TMI, too much information. You know, like, finding that weird line between you want to know, you want to open communication. You want that communication between you and your girlfriend or your spouse, whatever. Um, but you almost don't want to know too much. And trying to figure out where your line is. And you're not going to, and I don't think you get it right on the first time. I, because I remember in the beginning, like I went through, I would go through different phases. It was like, don't tell me anything. Just like, are you safe? And what time are you coming home? And then I would want to know everything. And then I would hear way too much. And it was like, <laughs> like I don't want to hear any of this anymore. Um, by the same token, because I heard this recently from a friend of mine, where it was like, the girl would come home and talk about her dates. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you share that part of yourself? with your partner, but like, and the guy would be like, I don't want to hear about any of this. But then the guy would come home and be graphic about it. <laughs> like I did all the things of this woman. It's like, okay, there has to be some reciprocity here and some, and, and this is really important. Respect, reciprocity, equality. These are all important, like legs on the stool. If you're going to have an important, if you're going to have an open relationship, um, saying, I don't want to hear your story, but then I'm going to tell you my story doesn't really work saying i want to hear all of your stuff but i'm not telling you any of what's going on with me also doesn't really work it's finding that middle ground jesse where you're able to share but also kind of exercising those muscles to where you can tolerate hearing some things that maybe 
and, and, and I want to talk about this really, really, really briefly. I was having a conversation with a girl. Um, it was Monday night. I went to a game night that a friend of mine invited me to, and it was all poly people. Nerd. And I said, you know, you none of us grew up in polyamorous relationships. Almost none of us did. So we all grew up with a monogamous structure. Yeah, right. Which means none of us really have the spoons, you know, the the well-developed muscles to deal with your spouse having relationships with other people, loving other people, having sex with other people, doing kinky BDSM stuff with other people. And it's a muscle like any like anyone else, anything else that you have to work out. And it gets stronger over time. But in the beginning, it's it's like the very first time you walk into a gym and you get that barbell and you lift it up and you drop it and you're like, ow, everything hurts. Like, and I never want to go back to the gym again. This sucked. But you go back and you and you do more reps and you do more weight. And after a while, those muscles become stronger and you can do more and you become more confident. Emotional, being able to communicate with your partner and hearing really uncomfortable things is like any other muscle. The, the more you work it, the stronger it gets, the better you get at this and the, and the easier it gets and the better it is for both of you. When I say things are better now, part of it is because it's a lot easier for me to communicate now with Melissa about what's going on in her world, good, bad, or indifferent, than it was six months ago. What do you think about that, Jesse? Well, I mean, it ties in a little bit with what Jeff was talking about, being honest and communicating. You know, mm -hmm. you, you if you're if you are honest with somebody and communicate with them, um, and I'm not just saying, hey, lay it all on me. If, you, if there's something you Please don't tell me in hear, vascular graphic detail yeah, what that yeah. man did to you tonight i'm saying you know, how's your butthole <laughs> if it's something bothers you you know if, if like your you want to communicate that to the person as well like hey mm -hmm. i'd rather not i'd rather not hear this uh, can we just so yes communication is key and i'm sure that it helps develop you know the relationship but it's not easy in the beginning it sucks you the cannot logically, Jesse, Jesse, logically, you cannot just hide something like this. Right. You you have have to, hang you on. Have I want to, to, I want to you... throw this out there. The first time Melissa did have sex with somebody um, outside of our marriage, we did talk about it. It was not easy to hear the first time. Now, I won't go into the details of it because it's embarrassing to her. It's funny as shit to me. And there's been way too much of that on this podcast. Um <laughs> oh, Mark, Mark, you would love it that you would love it that if I said put a couple screenshots up of some of the chicks I banned a couple of years ago that still have not I'm, I'm, been, that, that haven't even been orgasm with a man since me. You love that specifically referencing a story I told sort of earlier. Jesse knows what I'm talking about. So no, but I, I'm not going to embarrass her. I'm not going to I'm not going to embarrass myself. But like the first time she stepped out and I had to hear about it, it was it was one of those where I really had to like brace myself. And first of all, it was so embarrassing to her. I laughed my ass off and it really took the sting out. But like, the, but some of the other stories that happened after that, which were not quite as embarrassing, were hard to hear. It's, and, it's, and I'll tell you, the first time you hear your wife tell you that she loves somebody else in addition to you, because again, polyamory, many loves, it's not an easy thing to hear. But it's important yeah. to hear it. It's important to acknowledge it. And when it happens to you as the guy, you get it. Like the first time, it, you know, when I first time I love somebody outside of my wife, I was like, ah, this makes so much more sense to me. And I reflected back on, on when she said it to me the first time. And I was like, okay, I, I kind of get this now, but it doesn't make it easier because, and this is, goes back to the first thing I was saying, we are not taught to share. 
We are not part. We, you know, Wait a polyamory minute. is Mark, a very Mark, alien cultural Mark, thing. Does, lo does love equate and polyamory? And polyamory does love equate to this guy's hitting hitting it better than you? I mean, as I think, as men, if you're, you might feel threatened by a guy who fucks better than you, sure. And that's hard to hear the first but time. But that's you hear not it. love, though. That's also oh, yeah. That's also not love. Right. I live that all the time, Mark. That's part. That's a, that's a regular part of my life, bro. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Don Juan. <laughs> um, Jeff, did you want to ask Jesse another question? Yeah, I did. No, honestly, Jesse, I thought this very interesting. I really do. I'm glad that I really am glad, Mark. Uh, hats off to you um, for deciding to talk to talk about this and whatnot. I think it's very important. I really do. I think it's mm -hmm. very it's something that's going to be coming out soon. Right. I have bigger. one. I have one more thing I want to add, and then we're going to move on to the next subject because I know you've been chopping at the bit all night. All right, fucking Jesse. Well, all I want to know is this, basically, <laughs> right? Now, I, Jesse, I think very highly of you, man. So I'm not going to gaslight you or bullshit with you some weak shit. All I, I want to know, basically, not. is is like, I mean, I mean, with me, I already know that you're already going to say that you already know that I'm legit. You know, I'm not, I'm not full of shit. But when you see somebody in my situation, right? Imagine it's not me, okay, doing something like the bleeding edge, right? All right, mm -hmm. and the shit we do, what, the way I talk and everything at times, right? How direct I am, how grimy I can be, how I talk about women, how open I am. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, in that situation, in your situation, right? As long as you've been married, but you know I respect it, I'm very happy for you and whatnot, and I made that clear. You know, and, uh, and just to make it clear, you do know that I genuinely do believe that for you, if not going to be worse, I respect the hell out of that. I appreciate um, that. You know, but at the end of the day, though, what I'm asking you is, when you see a situation, imagine it wasn't me, but it was somebody else, hypothetically. They're doing yeah. a show like The Bleeding Edge, right? You've been on there. You know, you got a guy like me that's on here talking about fucking aliens and shit and everything and all this crazy shit. You know, so at that point, all of a sudden he comes out publicly and declares that he's not willing to be in another non-monogamous relationship in his life or whatever. And he needs variety in his life. The, kind of, the shit that I just say, that's who I am. Right, right. Do you, do you, do you, is there a party that might look at a situation like that and think to yourself, Okay, he's just attention seeking. This is fake. Like, um, you know, I mean, can no, you I, can you relate in any way? Go ahead. Well, I can tell you. I was going to say, I I think that number one, it takes at least some kind of modicum of courage. Now, as to whether I believe the person is legit or not, I don't understand why someone would use that of all things to try and get attention. You know what I'm well, saying? Jesse, because you understand, I, you understand, I, you understand what, what brought it out of me to be where I felt comfortable publicly doing it. It was because of what happened to me when I was almost physically beaten to death. No, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I remember. I mean, that's, that's, uh, why, why would you not want to be yourself though? So, yeah, I mean, I don't understand Like, if you came out and said, Hey, you know, look, I am, no i am totally polyamorous whatever uh you know i assume that that's that's what you want to be that's what you want to be i wouldn't i certainly wouldn't look at it as somebody let, trying to get attention in any way and i can tell me. you just by listening to mark and the struggles he's gone through i mean i wouldn't want to actually pretend that i am <laughs> because but it Jesse, sounds like it but Jesse, pain in the yeah, ass. But Jesse, no, this is not Mark, an Mark identity knows, you take on for shits and giggles. Mark knows, <laughs> Robert knows that me and Mark are, are different. Is we're good bad about this. A lot of guys out there that do this stuff, they're unethical as fuck. Yeah, see, that's right, let, it, that's let me crazy. throw this out there. Um, and this one's for the ladies. I think yeah. um, number one, I think um, women are more more often than not wired for polyamory than men are, and I think there's cultural things about that. There's um, there's a sort of sort of uh, structural things. 
you know, <clears throat> I think the need for attention, you know, the need for romance is definitely more of a woman thing than it is a male thing. Um, so again, it lends itself to polyamory for women than it does for men. I think men engage in it one to you know make their spouse or whatever happy, but also you know, when if you're a guy and you have this desire to just fuck around, that opens that door wide open for you. And so there's benefits on both sides. But here's what I'll say to you. Any man that truly loves his spouse um, and decides to engage in this for whatever the reasons are, after you've talked about it, after you've laid out some rules, after you put the boundaries out there, after you've discussed your insecurities, when it actually starts to happen, you really learn a lot about yourself real fast. And I think it's important for women to remember that they do have these men at home and to not, and to make sure they're made to feel uh, appreciated. I think that gets lost in this at times. It, it definitely did for me for a little bit of time uh, over this past year. Um, it's very easy to get caught up in what they call NRE new relationship energy for women. And then it's like, they start to almost like take the guy at home for granted. You know, because they're so caught up in all of this new stuff. And and rightfully so. It's exciting. It's great to be loved. It's great to be loved by a number of people. You start to, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I put myself out there and all of these men think I'm wonderful. And then the guys at home going, why am I even here then? What, what am I doing this for? Um, it's I always say this to, to the women who go out away from their husbands for the evening. When you go back home, it really make that guy feel like he's the most important person in the world to you. Whether he is or he isn't, but make him feel that way. Make him feel like he's along for the ride, not trapped in the fucking trunk, you know, while you go on Mr. Toad's wild ride. That's that's important. It, this is hard enough as it is. Is that a sex position? Yes. Um, but also, <laughs> but also, you know, I, I say this and I'm really serious about it. Maybe some guys are way successful at this. Some guys not so much. It's a, it would at least be nice to be remembered by your primary partner that you're important, that you're loved, you are lovable, and you do the extra work. Like, you're already getting what you need out there in one way, shape, or form. Go home and now give the guy what he needs, too, so that you're moving along in this, this relationship together. Don't be, like, running out there and come, you know... <laughs> Don't make the guy feel like he's just paying for good for your good times and getting nothing out of this. Make him, you know, make him feel special too. Because a lot of guys also don't really want to do this. You end up in like a monopoly situation where the guy's not really dating anymore. You know, he's just kind of like letting you go out and have a good time. And then that's when it's really important to go home and be like, you're a good dude. You're a loved. And I don't want you to forget that. Because it's very easy to when you're caught up in the new and exciting thing that's going on in your life. So Robert, you got any thoughts before we move on to the next segment? Uh, well, just thinking of that monopoly thing, I never thought about that. But I did once know a gal that opened up her mar her uh, relationship with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And by opened up, I mean she opened her legs and he opened his wallet. That's about all that happened. <laughs> Fair enough. That is rough. all right. Oh, um, yeah. Jesse, any thoughts? Any any last uh, words here before we move nah, on? Man, we're here. We're here with you for the journey, man. I know you've still got probably some steps to go. Probably, a, you know, that membership's happening here pretty soon, isn't it? <laughs> the <membership. laughs> so I went out. Uh, I went out with Melissa tonight. We had a date night, and I'll tell you, it was really nice. We had a really great conversation, and a lot of it was talking about our other relationships and whatnot. And it's a conversation that six months ago 
would have ended with me, you know, going home and being angry, sure, you know, being resentful. Um, and tonight it was like just happy. It was happy to be open, and we could laugh, and we never stop enjoying your spouse as your friend, your best friend, because when that goes away, then everything else kind of crumbles beneath it. And getting back to that point was an important thing for Melissa and I getting back to being best friends, because then, you know, I, we, the first night of therapy, I described, um, marriage counseling, I described like, we had just barely begun to fix the cracks in our bridge before we fucking opened it up and let cars run on it, you know? And, and so no shit, the bridge crumbled underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you have a good, strong bridge before you start to let cars on it. And I'm in the position now where I do feel like the bridge is strong. And so the cars that are on it are, are supported. And I'm in a much better place than I was. And, I, and I'm not nearly as negative as I used to be about it. And I have found other people out there that um, I'm engaged with. And, you know, we have people living with us now that, you know, that I care deeply about. And it's, you know, if you'd asked me back in March when this was all brand new and exciting, if you know I was going to feel the way I do right now, the answer would have been no. I would not have believed it. But here we are. So, with that said, Jeff all fucking show. If he says She-Hulk one more time, first of all, you're playing the drinking game at home. Every time Jeff says something about fucking She-Hulk, take a drink. You'll be blackout drunk by the end of the show. It's a good idea. No, I want to ask you one <laughs> question, Mark. This yeah. is, I just thought about this. Yep. Very simply. Now, I personally, right, I've, I've at a point, I've had, I've only had one open relationship. I've only had one, all right? And I've come to the mm -hmm. conclusion that for me, what I feel comfortable with is I need to be with a partner where we can do like threesomes and group play together or whatnot. And it can be a team thing. Like, a mm -hmm. like we can be a part, it can be a partnership. We can enjoy okay. it together. Now, at that point, um, did you guys ever consider that going to that area? I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's I, all I wanted to know. Oh, because here's what I'll tell you. The, yes, and I don't want to get into any more details than that. Like, there's, okay. there's been plenty of lots of that. All right. Like I was saying, phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe goes something a little, a little something like this. Uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Jeff's favorite movie. Uh, we're all in the year of our Lord 2021. And Spider-Man No Way Home, which was a joint jam with Sony. Uh, in 2022, we had Doctor Strange, Thor Love and Thunder, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Over on the TV side, we had WandaVision, Falcon, The Winter Soldier, Loki Season 1, What If, and Hawkeye was all 2021. And 2022, we had Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, uh, She-Hulk, uh, Attorney at Law, and then we had two television specials, Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. But Jeff, Mr. True Knowledge, he seems to believe that Phase 4 was uh, was a drizzling shits. Oh, my says, gosh. Oh, Wait a minute. And he said specifically, hang on. And he said specifically, it is the woke culture that destroyed the ones beloved, the ballyhooed, the multi-billion dollar, 10-year journey of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Jeff, Mr. True Knowledge, what say you? Wait a minute. I just want All to right. be clear here, okay? Yes, sir. The, real, the really, really, really heavy woke shit did not sink in until the last couple of films and whatnot and the last couple of Disney plus years then it started to sink in okay honestly i will i'll tell you right now i noticed it, once stan lee died they started it when he was alive they they mm. left it alone that really heavy shit what year the did he die? when did he die uh what 2018 was it? Uh, i think i want to yeah. say it was eight i want to say it was 18 or 19 I, I could be wrong it could have been 19 i i am hell i'd have to look it up just don't I, be sure. I believe they i believe they purposely waited till stan died before they okay. really went heavy with it. 
because they okay. knew that Stan would, Stan would not accept it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was lucid with it, like, towards the end and whatnot and everything. If, that's not what Marvel Comics was about. Jesse knows what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, Marvel Comics was not afraid to inject themselves into social issues and try to push for good things for the country. But they didn't do it. They did it through their stories, through the characters. Mm. They didn't do it by, by fucking, by, by pushing an ideology through entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was not what Stan Lee was about. Or Marvel was about. And it's just okay. not, anybody who says that that they, that it, it was about like that is full of shit. Well, it does hang not on. Know a damn thing. There was plenty of ideology in Marvel comics. I think you've heard of the X Men. It's on your fucking show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. But Jesse, the X Men thing was handled a different way. They didn't force it down anybody's throat. There was no left was right euphemism. Of it. it was a euphemism for gay. Mutants were a euphemism for gay culture, and X Men were were essentially a euphemism for like closeted gay folk. Mark, and, come on, man. At it, this point, it was now, a matter. It was a metaphor. So when you say like they didn't shove it down your throats, because it was a metaphor. It's gotten to a point now where they're literally they're literally injecting like social justice warrior bullshit into Marvel crap, man. I'm not going to argue that point of it, but but don't. But that a broad blanket claim that Marvel had no ideology up until the last two years is not correct. There was plenty no, of no, ideology. No. It, it might not have been blatant, but it was there. No, no. But you know what? Honestly, to tell you the truth. Hang on, Jesse. I Jesse's think, like, hang on, hang on one second. Jesse's like licking his chops. Go ahead, Jesse. No, no. I mean, look, I remember reading X Men comics, uh, probably up until I don't know, twenty years old or so. And I, mm -hmm. it's it's so funny how all of that stuff went way past me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was just like, look, Ronnie oh, Adams, like, get your politics <laughs> out of my comics. They're um, mutants. <laughs> they're mutants. They're ha you know they're they're uh, you know they're out there having a hard time because humanity's given. I understand the struggles of the mutants, but I wasn't making parallels. Now that's not saying that they weren't there, right. because I think that they were. I think that there it was absolutely parallels to people who mm -hmm. uh, were being uh, you know they it, it, however you want to say it, if they were being um, discriminated against whatever that it was. It, it, it was there that was there that mm -hmm. that uh that concept was there and i could see it easily translating to the struggles of people in, in the I united mean, states i think there was also they dealt with like racism in terms of like you know luke cage comics some of the black panther stuff it was evident i i definitely feel like here's where here's where i'm going to agree somewhat with jeff i think it was handled with a deft hand i think you know, decades of Marvel comics definitely dealt with social issues, but did it in a way that, as Jeff put it, it wasn't rubbing your face in it. Whereas maybe okay. now it's a lot more blatant. And all right, go ahead, Robert. So, so what's kind of was sitting on my head, I think, and DC actually has some very similar issues with their comics right now. I think because in a lot of ways, comics very much kind of catered more towards a, uh, I mean, a white male audience for the longest time. They're really trying to capture and you young too, Robert. Young, young. Yeah, yeah. They're really trying to capture some of that zeitgeist that they've caught with the MCU, but they don't necessarily know how to how to bridge that gap. That's what I. That's why I think because I won't. I'm I'm not one to usually talk about the term woke culture, but. I'll say that there have been some missteps of them kind of overreaching in their attempts to uh, maybe diversify and bring in other ideas and people. Um, 
And I think that just comes from them. They're trying to reach a group without knowing how. I think a lot of it's, uh, I think a lot of it has some feelings of corporately mandated fun, if you will. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't feel as genuine. And I don't necessarily feel like the people making the big decisions know, uh, know the audience that they're trying to reach. Well, here's what I'll tell you. And I don't want to hijack Jack Seven, so I'm going to give it back to him to run it. But I will say this. Um, I think with me with phase four, there was a lot of rebuilding. We, and we talked about this when we reviewed Black Panther in the money segment. We spent a long time talking about how phase four was a rebuilding. Phase four was a relaunching. Phase four was about introducing new characters. Phase four, a big theme of it was inclusion. We need more women. We need more Asian. We need more this. We need more that. We need more women, uh, more wine, more song. Uh, we need more, 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 more dance. And, you know, speaking of our previous segment about taking taking for granted your your partners, I think there was this assumption that angry white men were going to be along for the ride no matter what, because, you, you know, these are your core comic audience. But let's get the broads in there. Let's get more kids. Let's get more mm -hmm. non-white people. And there was a big push in phase four, you know, like. Robert brings us up, Robert Winfrey brings us up all the time. Like, you like Black Widow? Here's Yelena. You like Doctor Strange? Here's America Chavez. You like Thor? You know, you like Chris Hemsworth Thor? Here's fucking Natalie Portman with a hammer. Um, you know, Chadwick Boseman's dead. That's fine. We still have Letitia Wright. It's fine that she's an anti-vaxxer. It's all of this is fine. Um, and I think the to Jeff's point that I think he's going to make is that you know they pushed it out there to try to expand their audience and they not only failed to capture that audience, but then they lost like their male audience as well. And it's like, and this is totally true because if you read what's currently breaking on Twitter in the last couple of days, there's a reevaluation happening to handle phase five and phase six, because they realized that they took a big swing with inclusion and whiffed entirely. Phase four is kind of a disaster. Um, but I don't think it's like woke culture. I think they took a big inclusion swing. I, and they, Mark, I disagree. The audience. Right, I ahead, don't Jeff. think I don't think phase four was a complete disaster. I don't believe that. I don't. Okay. Listen, I don't give a fuck who. Listen, Jesus Christ would not have been able to bounce back from Endgame and Infinity <laughs> War and then do phase four and somehow fucking. Yeah. It's definitely like, in some may, way. Yeah. Maintain that momentum. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? Right. Come on, right. now. Well, well um, plus, plus with the end of phase three, you lost some of your biggest hitters, your biggest, you know, the people at the top of the marquee, the reason people go, your Captain right. America, your Iron well, Man. Well, Robert, what, what, is it, what, is, what happens to that economy, Robert, when you start something that no one's ever done completely? You know, it's totally new, right? What happens yeah. when, it's, when, when it falls apart, right? Yeah. When, it, when it reaches the end and you have to transition. Dude, yeah, that's and, tough, bro. Yeah, I mean, and they're trying to. I think they're trying to plug some very big holes in their ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Let's let's be honest here. The they really fucking Sarah Finn deserves some serious fucking credit because her her casting throughout the first three phases made the MCU literally, and mm -hmm. that's the biggest. That's one of the biggest. It's not just the writing. One of the biggest issues with Phase Four is the acting and the actresses are not as good as they're not as high of high quality. They're not as fucking good as playing portraying the characters as the ones before that. It's that simple. It's that fucking simple. I just took a look here at the the films, 
And I wanted to see, because, you know, I'm a big comic book guy. I can't believe these are all on the big screen, guys. It's amazing. And then, you know, we're in the fourth phase of this, uh, of these films. And I will tell you that I, there are a couple that I didn't have any desire. Well, I shouldn't say any desire. I just didn't, I didn't want to go to the theater and watch them um, mm -hmm. like I did some of the other ones. And it's not because I was, I can tell you this right off the bat. It's not woke culture that turned, it made me decide that what it is, is it's just that I, I feel like there may be a little bit of a disconnect with some of these characters, like the Eternals. Uh, Coop and I talked an Eternals book and it was a great book. Neil Gaiman, right? Yeah. Great book. Um, and loved reading it, but I, I still had, I didn't really want to go to the theater and watch this film. So, I, I, I definitely can tell you, like I said, not woke culture for me. It's more along the lines of just like, I don't, I'm not, you know, this, I don't this know was about Chris Bailey's guys. argument. We're, we're down to the D list. Right, well, dude. Right. And, and I mean, to be fair though, before the Iron Man film came out, Iron Man was more of a B list character overall. I think it's how you present it. Like, for example, I was excited for the Eternals because whatever, I read a book. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and I, I enjoyed the film. But that film was not. It's not a. It's not a crowd pleaser. It, it didn't entertain was, anyone. That they lost the entertainment aspect. When they hired Chloe out, I don't know what the fuck Kevin Feige was thinking. If you don't entertain, he was people, thinking she won an Oscar. Bro, who who he was thinking she won a fucking Oscar for Nomadland. But that's what it, I'm saying. Who cares? That that means nothing when it comes to this kind of shit. It means something to either, you. Either. But, you, but you think about the executives here. They are tr consider true, this. Consider this. Two things. Wait a minute. One. Wait a minute. Hang, hang, wait a minute. Hang, hang, hang wait a two things they were they were thinking about. One, hire lesser known directors for cheaper. Give them a chance. Then we might come up with something amazing, and we'll do it without having to pay fucking Spielberg prices for Spielberg directors. Number one. Number two. Again, when you win a Best Picture fucking Oscar, you assume that there's there's an assumption, right or wrong. But there's an assumption among the executives that, like, oh, Chloe Mark, Zhao brings, listen, I go, brings Mark, prestige Mark, I to wake, Marvel. Mark, I can wake up tomorrow with a fucking video camera and go suck some dude's dick for seven minutes to get an Oscar nomination. No, you can't. That's not how the Oscars work. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there at seven a.m. Submit, dude. Let's see. Yo, come on now. The fucking people in the academy, man, are you kidding me? All they give a fuck about is their goddamn left wing ideology okay. checklist. You, you, you cross cannot, off enough you cannot of the like you, the Oscars, but you. I'm not gonna have you like discount the entire fucking operation. Bro, the academy stopped caring about actual movies and fucking That's entertainment. That's fine, but that you're not having Feige or the executives or or are you in possession of the wisdom that they do. Or they, or they wouldn't have gave Black Panther a fucking nomination for best picture. Are you goddamn kidding me? They probably will. My point is... They're, they did. They did. Okay. If you are Kevin Feige, if you are Kathleen Kennedy, if you are these people at Disney, the conventional wisdom is if you're a director who wins a Best Picture nominee, if we bring you over to Marvel, you bring gravitas, you bring prestige. I understand that doesn't translate to you ham and eggers, but if but that's what they're thinking. So when yeah, they gave what, fucking what Chloe about... Zhao, who won oh an Oscar God. for fucking Nomadland... The Eternals, they were thinking, oh, good. She brings something else to the table that we didn't have before. Now, it didn't work, and I'm not arguing that point with you, but at least I can see the rationale is all I'm saying. Yeah, but doesn't that matter? Does it make any difference or whatnot when you go to look at her interviews before the Eternals and you've got her talking about fucking, um, like, Marxism 
and like wanting the fucking like you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, this bitch is crazy. Like the shit she believes in. Don't think she, they care. She, she's a straight leftist. You know what I'm saying? Oh. But so, you have so to care. Fucking Hollywood, dude. You have to listen. Look, how has how has leftist ideology don't help Marvel Comics? Okay, I again, no one's arguing that point with you. But you're like, like what ha, leftists in Hollywood? Yeah, that, that they're full of it. Like that, you know, you know, if you're like walking into Marvel and you're you have leftist ideology amongst the other Marvel executives, no one's gonna think you're weird. If you walk in there and you're like Rush Limbaugh, they're gonna ask you to leave the building. Um, all right. So make your final point on this. Cause we do have to move this along. What, what overall do you think caused hey, listen, guys, difficulties look, in phase four? I told you I was on a fucking show tonight. All right. You're sitting there calling me. I'm with a bunch of grown ass fucking men doing a show right now and whatnot. <laughs> You're goddamn calling me in the middle of a fucking recording over and over again. Are you goddamn kidding me? Seriously. I've got serious fucking creators here. That's to be You're over here. Fucking roll me up. God damn it, fucking kids, dude. I swear to fucking Christ, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm gonna knock one of these fucking kids out one of these days, bro. All right. So my question to you, sir, make your final point here. What exactly do you feel wrecked if it did phase four for you? Like when you came to me, you're like, I want to talk about how phase four got messed up. What what would you be what's your central argument? It's very simple, okay. Um, overall, at the end of the day, um, Seriously, the She-Hulk Disney Plus series was so goddamn farcical and like beyond fucking reality, bro, that it took it to a level where, bro, listen. I'm sorry, I'm giggling because he fucking took a virtual shot. Yo, <laughs> when, you, when, you're, when, you're most, when you're most masculine, like dominant, like popular male character in the entire series is a gay bottom, okay? <laughs> right? At that point, listen, bro, I'm telling you right now. If fucking um if 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 she hulks Taylor and uh, some other and, and a bunch of fucking clouds circle jerking with fucking uh, the new abomination that's now a cl- a fruitcake, if they were if they were if they were at fucking if they were at Normandy Beach and shit and whatnot, bro, we'd be we'd be fucking Nazis right now. Oh man, what is, is there anything upcoming that you're looking forward to, Jeff? No, hold uh, on, hold on though. Listen, but honestly, this is this is where I went to shit. Okay, okay. she hulk Thor four was a was a joke. It was a fucking garbage. I haven't seen it right? yet, too. That's it was the garbage. One film I haven't um, seen. It's on our worst well, list of, of the three Marvel movies of twenty twenty two. It's on the worst. It's of garbage. Them. Okay, I, and then I wouldn't have yep, agreed. Yep, and then and then Shield and then Shield was fucking Cloud World. Okay, and then what? And yeah, and then and then during Wakanda Forever, no joke. At one point, I swear to God, I thought during a scene that fucking Ironheart douchebag Ironheart and fucking Shuri were going to literally clone a fucking child. On the road without a man. I hope during the mill during the during the film. I, I did, bro. I swear to God. I, Listen, I honestly I thought you were gonna say that they're gonna scissor. That is how far shit has gone here. Okay. <laughs> I legitimately for one minute thought they were going to legitimately have, create a child without a man. Okay. <laughs> now, just to be clear, all right. No, no. I do want to say though, right, real quick, on a positive note though, okay. Look, cat Miss Marvel right there, okay. Listen, I'm yep. telling you right now. I wear my Miss Marvel t-shirts all the time proudly. All right, I'm telling you right now, I've caught a lot of flack online and a lot of platforms for my stance on, she- on Miss Marvel. I, mm-hmm. I think it's the, it's the best Disney Plus series that came out all year. I do. I literally do. That was better I really than Moon Knight? Really? It's better than Moon Knight. Better than Moon Knight. Yep. Okay. Better than Moon Knight. Okay. Yep. Oh, across the board. Straight up. And, and, and honestly, you know what? Honestly, that's great. It's wonderful because you know what? Not only did I call it, 
on multiple shows as a guest. And I was like, you know what? I got it in my gut. I think Ms. Marvel's going to be okay. But at the same time, though, it's good because it brings back the positive, uh, you know, differences of opinions. Where I where I talk to other like more comic book oriented fans that are like they hate Miss Marvel, right? Wouldn't even watch it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hey, brother, I hate to tell you, but that shit was the best Disney Plus series I saw all year. We're gonna play a game. You know We're gonna play a game. It's called Pass Fail, okay? Because mm -hmm. I don't want to do this forever, and I don't want to get into a long drawn out debate over all of this. But I I recently on my Facebook page on Mark Rattle at LCSW. Uh, I put up my pass fail list, all the movies I watched this year, ones I gave a pass, passing grade to, and as I had to explain to my daughter, a pass is a D to an A, <laughs> and a fail is an F. Okay? Less than 65. So, 65. pass fail. Yeah, yes. I thought it was C70 was what it was when I was a No, when I went to school when they used to educate people. Um, yeah. it was 65. Okay. Yeah. So I, I had to make a 70 actually. So who, who I'm just saying <laughs> down there, he's trying to tell you it's tougher, it. Mark. Okay. Listen can, to the man. He can suck my tough deck is what he can do. All right. Um, all right. Ooh, all 65 of it. All 65, baby. Pass fail. Marvel cinematic universe. Okay. Uh, majority votes. Majority vote wins. Black widow. Fail. Jeff. Uh, I like Fuck that. Fuck that. Black Widow was my number two best fucking production out of last year. Okay. Oh, he says split. pass. He says pass. Jesse? Yeah, pass. I'm passing. Pass. Robert? I I, I didn't really love it. I you didn't like it. I, I, right. I think part of it's the fact that it was a character that was already dead. So I was like, oh, well, she's going to make know. it through this. I just, I, it didn't you have knew any. It was going to happen. Yeah. yeah it's, a it's lot one of those, dramatic tension. Stakes. Yeah, right. I was just like, oh, okay. Which okay, so, I mean, if you liked it, hey, cool. All right, I'll be the I'll be the uh, I'll be the deciding vote. It fails. Um, <laughs> fucking course. <laughs> they, well, that's not right. that's not fair. That's not fair. She's the original Six Avenger, man. Good for her. Shang Chi, pass. Jeff, fucking, fucking joke. What are you fucking kidding me? Oh, oh, just I'm, pa I'm passing it. No, listen. What was that fucking animal that they that they put with Ben Kingsley with fucking the, with the ass mop? Oh my god, Shane. All right, just as fail. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, just concerned just, with the movie is the ocelot, the fucking okay. the ass right. chicken that ran around. Just oh, okay, pass. gotcha. All right, uh, Robert, pass fail. Oh, like okay. I'll give it a pass. Right. It wins by a majority vote. Moving on, Eternals. I say pass. Just as pass. Right. Jeff says pass, right? <laughs> Jeff says no. My, 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 my date fell asleep for 35 minutes. <laughs> so does my mom. What does that mean? All right, Jeff says, Jeff says deep fail. Jesse? I'm going to say fail. I, I Yeah, All right. fail. Robert? I'm going to say pass, but also I fell asleep 35 minutes into Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. So, Fair, so did I. All right, uh, I'm I'm the vice president here. I, uh, I Majority rules. Come pass. to slam. Uh, I, I woke up. I woke up and went, "Holy fuck! It's still going." <laughs> I wish. I wish I could have fell. Asleep. I wish I could have fell asleep when fucking she out manhandled me, motherfucker. Okay, take a drink, everybody. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Pass. Jeff. Spider Man No Way Home. Pass. Jesse. Pass. Robert. Like a kidney stone. We're moving on. Uh, Doctor Strange. Fail. Jeff. Oh, the missed opportunity. 50-50, 50-50, 50-50. No, there's yeah. no 50, 50 No half measures, brother. Brother, Pass or fail? Pass. <laughs> he said pass? He said pass. This is the one division. Liz Bolts is fucking outstanding. I'm passing because of Raimi. Okay. Robert? 
Yeah, I'm going to pass because uh, Raimi and cameos. Okay. But One, I, that, you, you're all incorrect. It was a fail, but we'll we'll say pass because fucking racism. I see. Are we going <laughs> off of racism? Uh, <laughs> racism. All right. Are, are we going off of Metal Hammer of Doom cover? Uh, <laughs> well, this is the Metal Hammer of Doom after all. Well, it's the Whiskey Rebellion number two, but All we're right. close. So I would have liked that. I would have liked to know the original director's actual script and hit what he wanted to do with the film. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Sam Raimi actually Sam Raimi this motherfucker and not be marveled to death. Speaking of marveled to death, Thor: Love and Thunder. That's a fail. Yeah, man. Fail. That's fucking terrible. That's a guy. I guess I, ha- I have to go. I, I, you know, I didn't see it, so I'll, I'll say fail. Okay, <laughs> I didn't see it, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah sure. I'm going with the group. I'm going. Yeah, group think. Here we go. Sounds right. good. Yeah, that that third act could uh, rim me. Okay, deep fail. I love Got Ragnarok. It. Can I pass it on Ragnarok? You can, uh, pass, you can it, pass a kidney stone. How about that? I, th- I, I think Angela, I think Angela Jolie and Christian Bale should both sue. Uh, fucking Marvel. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Uh, Black Panther. Oh, pass, yeah. Jeff. Fucking fail. Will you goddamn kidding me? All right, fail yeah. due to racism. Got it, Je- uh, <laughs> Jesse. Oh, I've not, I have not seen it. So. Majority, yeah, seen- yeah. I'm going with the. I'm going with the guy above me. I'll go fail. Whatever, Robert. <laughs> uh, I'll give that a pass. All right, pass the wins. Black Panther wins. I'll, I'll, pa- I'll pass it when you would explain to me why fucking the Predator and the Power Rangers were the goddamn movie. <laughs> okay, Wandavision. <sighs> Oh, See, we're talking here, television here's, shows. Here's where I want. Here's where I want to go 50 Wow, because, like, it, half listen. of that show was excellent. The other half was garbage. Don't even start. Don't even start beating up on one division. Yeah. All right, fuck know. you, motherfucker. Fail. How about that? These nuts. That yeah, shit deserves. That shit is a good. That was a good show. All right, that's a pass. That's a pass. Go ahead, Jesse. I'll pass it. I'll Evan Peters pass it too. All right, Robert. I'm gonna. I'll pass it, but as we go further along into y'all the Marvel would give shows, a fucking y'all would give a James Beard to a goddamn Burger King cheeseburger. There was a lot. lot. You fucking lowbrow white trash pieces of shit. Robert Roy passed it. I live in a trailer, motherfucker. Robert Roy passed it. because he saw white bitch's dick earlier. <laughs> How could I not? It's huge. And there, I was going to defend it, but let's let's go to the next one. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Pass. Pass. Uh, I'll uh, I'll pass it. All right, Robert. It pass. It, it was it was good standard fare. Loki, fail. Oh nope. You can't and pass Jeff. it just because it's time travel. Wait you a motherfucker. minute. Wait a minute. Did someone just say fail to Loki? Fuck. Yeah, I did. Pass- what I wait did. Minute, what about it? What about it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm passing it for Mark and me. <laughs> love it well then, whatever colonizer I, i'm definitely i'm definitely passing it i loved it i so, love so actually i the, the more i look back on it i actually do give it a fail and the reason is i don't feel like the loki character that they portray in the series is the same person it was the fucking sylvie show that's why From, i failed it I, I just I did I feel like they changed the character to make him more palatable as an anti-hero, whereas yeah, Sophia I, DiMartino just outacted him. She outacted Tom Hiddleston. It's that simple. She fucking killed it. It's easy to outact when you have the better material. Well, yes, they, they fucking well, yes, they fucking Yelena Scarlet Witch that show, man. It was like never mind, never mind the hero you came for. Here's the new toy. Fuck that shit. 
I mean, I mean, come on, Yelena. They had Florence Pog. That ass. <laughs> that ass. That ass. That I ass. Think so, I, I think Sophia DiMartino was better in Loki than um, Florence was in Hawkeye or Black Widow. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, what if season one? Pass. 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 It's one of those I never actually finished it. Uh, I'll pass for what I saw. Uh, it took me a little while to get used to the animation style. Not a yeah. big 3D animation fan, but it's cheaper. All right. it's Hawkeye. T- Hawkeye, pass. 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 Okay. That was easy. It was, uh, it was Moon Knight. Pass. Delete that shit. Get rid of it. Take it yeah. off the park. I love I'll it. Delete you. Delete it. I'm I am failing it too. Y'all motherfuckers don't know culture. That's your problem. Oh, you yeah, like to watch yeah. you like to watch your fucking lowbrow stepbrothers movies and shit. <sighs> I'm gonna give it a pass as well. I enjoyed it. I actually came in as a fan of the Moon Knight character okay. though, so I kind of Jesse Jesse and his boyfriend Jeff are off the show. It's just me and Robert from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ms. Marvel, pass. Like a slight pass for pass. Fucking pass, 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 A plus pass. Let me tell you're you. You're a ridiculous human being. Go I'm, ahead, going Jesse. To, I'm going to fail this because it is. Oh, shit. He hates I... the Muslims. Well, Jesse Starcher, who lives wait. in Appalachia, hates the Muslims. We Jesse, I thought, I thought you were going to have me on this, bro. He's uh, afraid that they're going to come for his mountains next. <laughs> I, uh, I, we start series at this house and we usually finish them. We got through three episodes, I think maybe four, and we never went back to it. And I don't know why. I can't sit here and say I hated it. Oh, I hated it. It wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It lost my interest. It uh, failed. My, my wife, who hates the fucking Marvel movies, loved Ms. Marvel. And my daughter, who's like big time feminist, loved Ms. Marvel. We watched it as I a bl- family. We were closer bl- as a family because of it. I blame She Hulk. You would. <laughs> Robert, so I only watched the first episode, and while I enjoyed it, I was watching it with my stepdad. It didn't grab him because uh, he hates Muslims well, too. Because he's a fifty-five-year-old white man who's never really left North <laughs> Carolina. Here, Mark, it, it's just it one, well, it's just one of those. And for me, I I respected what it was bringing, and I plan on watching it. It just. I think in some ways, it. I guess it spoke to an experience that wasn't quite what I was looking for at the moment. Okay. Like, you know, I'm not, it just, I didn't relate to it as well. Not to say that it was not, you know, it was well done. It just, it didn't grab me because I wasn't the target audience. All right. She-Hulk, two passes and a snap. <laughs> not, not, don't just pass, delete pass. it. Don't just delete it. Bury, dig a hole and bury that motherfucker. All right. Jeff says pass. Jesse? <laughs> I'll I'll pass it. I had a good time. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna right. give it a pass. Yay! <laughs> hang on, hang on. Oh, he's got a sound for this one. All right, there we win. <laughs> I wasn't keeping score. I, <laughs> Mark, you would have lost if I was keeping score. <laughs> well, this is the Metal Hammer of Doom, after all. Yeah, where the all scores right. the scores are made up and nothing really matters. Speaking of nothing mattering, Werewolf by Night. I oh, fucking hey, it. I'm failing yeah. this thing. Be, beyond pass, beyond pass, perfect, Ugh. perfect, really not good. Flaw, huh? not, a, not a single flaw. I, I mean, granted, I was on my way to a cuddle party and I was really tired, but still fail. 
What? What are you I, looking at me for? Fucking. So don't keep you kink shame me, Jesse Starcher. No. <laughs> a cuddle party. All right. Yeah. That, that wasn't was invited. Uh, well, because you live in North Carolina, motherfucker, and you don't and you don't know when to leave, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the hey, cuddling's done. You need to I go, don't, sir. I don't sir, take sir, context the, the cuddling has well. ended. This is a Wendy's. You have to leave. <laughs> Again, I misunderstood the context clues. <laughs> of get the fuck out? I, uh, yes. Yeah. I, I don't go to many parties, sir. Like, <laughs> I, I misunderstood the tone in your voice of surprise as like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I just... All right, Werewolf yeah, by Night. So... Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say oh. the casting was outstanding. It really was. The casting was great. Laura Donnelly was outstanding. I might have enjoyed it more had like I not been dead ass tired when I watched it. But <laughs> all right, Werewolf by Night. Pick one. Pass avail. Well, Jeff's passing it, so I'm going to pass it as well because I've heard the same reviews from a lot of different people that this is yeah. really good. So. I'm waiting for Robert to finally weigh in. I was oh. waiting for Jesse to finish because I'm a respectful co-host. And, yo, Thanks. and Man Thing, Man Thing killed it. Man Thing killed it. Man Thing did, did kill it. He killed lots of things. Uh, spoilers. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pass it. Uh, Great. Uh, go ahead. Guardians of the I want to be done with this. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special Big Time Pass. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Fuck! Oh my god! Suck my dick! It's he has awesome. Pro- he has I haven't seen it yet. I've heard. Good I haven't things. seen it's great. it. It's great. Look, first play Homo Christmas by the Queers, then play the the holiday. What am the I not playing? Gal- the holiday Christmas special, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, all right. So, all right. Jeff, what was your problem with it, man? Well, uh, oh, here we go. No, what uh, bullshit? No, 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 no. Listen, if people liked it, good for them. Um, I did. I did appreciate seeing the Guardians again. It's always nice to see them. But hey, listen, they're they're what we have left from Phase Two. I mean, they're one of the old guard, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. It was just way too lighthearted for me. You know how I am. I prefer the harder edged, more serious type of content. It was a Christmas special, which you want. I know to that. I know list. that. But the, but still, I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I mean, it was. I mean, it was okay. It was. It, it was positive. It wasn't horrible. It was entertaining. <laughs> Just fucking extent. at home watching how the Grinch stole Christmas. Like, you know what should have happened? The Grinch should have fucking executed all the who's oh, yeah. in Whoville. He, he's <laughs> like, you know what? He's got a point. They brought Yandu. <laughs> they brought Yandu back. In a couple of animated scenes in the mm-hmm. in the beginning and the end, that was good. I oh, like seeing Yandu again. Yep. Yeah, look look like fucking Rankin and Bass animation. I was scared the shit out of me. Yep. All right, Robert, Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't NFL. see it. Uh I'm not gonna lie. So just all the the thing for me on phase four was just I feel like it was oversaturated. That's like, been a big I, complaint. It's like, it's like I couldn't get away from it. It's kind of like with like I love Star Wars, I'm very tired. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any. How can time. we miss you if you won't go away? Uh, very much so. It, it's one mm. of those like I, I'm. It's it's like oh, I really love cake, but if you give me the same piece of cake like daily, it's not going to be a special. Can I just you, say really quick? We're covering yeah. Andor right now, man. That shit is fucking great. Uh, no, I've heard yeah. nothing. But, I've heard nothing but good things about Andor. The Critical Drinker, I think, had a great point about Andor. It was the be- it's the best mar. It's the best Star Wars show to come out after everyone stopped caring. It's like Star. It's like a Star Wars version of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. No, I'm gonna watch it eventually when I yeah. when I'm done watching adult television for fucking adults because I'm snooty. I just got done watching fucking Dope elitist. Sick. I just got one. I just got one done watching Dope <laughs> Sick because I'm snobby. Oh man, <laughs> I, have I watch things watch. for adults. 
You do Ooh, that. Back door slut. Keep that going there, Mark. Yes. <laughs> Cox Morgan 16, baby. Um, <laughs> I got to find that clip again. I have right. to isolate it. <laughs> Speaking of cock smokers, Jesse, I hear you have a game you want to play. Oh, my goodness, guys. It's about time we finish this thing out with a little game. Huh? How's yes. All right. Jesse's going to put pictures of penises on there. We have to guess male or female. <laughs> male or female penis. Yes. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's a female. Is it a sna- oh, look well, at is- on that one of the cock. Oh, my goodness. When is the snail male penis, though? <laughs> Male, male, Wait a minute. So the, really if the female has a penis, if I don't suck it, does that do I get arrested? <laughs> okay. If the if the chick if the chick has a penis and you suck it, does it make you gay? That's the question. Jesse, please uh, take over this segment before yeah, him and I take first. this way into the gutter. It is time. Yeah, let's let's take ourselves out of the gutter. It's we're going to celebrate Christmas. Yes, by by checking out some of the weird Christmas traditions. Around okay. the world. Ooh, All right. Now okay. here's the thing. Here we go. Here's the game. KFC chicken. Ah, uh, that was that was number one. It's not on this list, but as that was ah. one of these uh, lists. So we're what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the tradition, and what I want you to do is tell me if it's true, if it's an actual thing, or if it's fake. If I'm making okay. it up. All so right. it's either so it's real or fake. Got it. Pass. It's fail. real or fake. Here we go. Pass All fail. right. Pass fail. No, no. Real or fake. <laughs> Norway. Hide your broom. In order to con- in order to confuse witches that arrive on Christmas Eve, Norwegians hide their broom. Is this a true tradition or a fake tradition? It's totally real. real. That's totally real. real? Yep. All right. Mark says real. Jeff, what do you think? Norwegians, they hide their broom on Christmas Eve. If Mark says it's real, it's got to be fucking real. All right. <laughs> All right. It's got to be fucking real. Coop, what do you think? I'm going to say fake because they hide the brooms from my ex-girlfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> you ain't want to know where she'll get the broom with me. Dude, <laughs> let it go. Uh, I'm sorry she touched you in your naughty spot. With a broom. With a Apparently. Broom. Gave him a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Fucking furries. Tradition. That is an actual thing that Norwegians do. Norwegians believe that Christmas Eve coincides with the arrival of evil spirits and witches. There's only logical then that Norwegian householders hide all their brooms before they go to sleep. Nice. That's fair. Germany. In Germany, they dig the Christmas trench. All right. Fearing goblins would steal their presents before they have the chance to open them Christmas morning, children dig a small one-inch trench around their home, filling it with salt to keep the baddies away. That, that's fucking stupid. German that's fucking US. stupid. That, no, that totally feels like something. Go outside and dig the trench. And that is Yo, what started the Great War. I don't, I'm not entirely something? sure why Germans sound French to me, but that's that's uh, what they do. <laughs> All right, so go uh, outside and dig the trench. trench. (laughs) My German family. When the the human race ends, it's going to end up because of that shit and She Hulk. (laughs) So you're telling me She Hulk is using her gigantic clit dick to dig the trench. You never hear the fucking phrase She Hulk. That's a great image, Coop. Thank you. Well, yeah, because remember, China played She Hulk in the Avengers porno with her giant clit dick. I once Uh, saw She Hulk's giant clit open up for anal cunt at the Ritz (laughs) in Ebor. 
<laughs> and did they all headline with John Cougar concentration camp? They did. Oh gosh. Uh can and you, goat penis. Can you sue Disney if green was the favorite color? And then you get down by Sheol? Please continue, Jesse. Coop, I'm, what do you I'm, think? Is that real or is that fake? I'm calling fake again because fake. we all know the Germans wouldn't dig any more trenches after World War One. Oh my god, I was I was gonna say it myself. I was gonna say something about that myself, Robert. <laughs> Uh, I made this one up. It is fake. Oh, fuck you. Uh, they they you. do, however, leave out boots or a shoe outside their bedroom door. Yes, that's boot uh, is made for drinking. There you go. Guatemala. Tradition. How it? dirty are your socks? What? Locals drape worn stockings on their doors for inspection by neighbors in the village. The worst looking socks of the bunch are crowned winners and given a gift. Mark Radlich. Is this real or fake? I feel like Guatemalans would have a dirty sock tradition. I'm going to go with real. He's going with real. <laughs> Jeff. Damn, damn Guatemalans and their dirty socks. Do they exercise this shit in between eating dogs and cats and shit or what? <laughs> That's Koreans, you asshole. <laughs> That's the Asians, buddy. I don't. Wrong brown people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have a disclaimer now. Yeah, thank goodness you put that at the beginning. <laughs> wow. How dirty are your socks? I'm not asking you a question. You think it's real or fake, Jeff? I'm going to go real. I'm going He's real. going with real. All right. And Coop, what are you thinking? So the reason that I think this is real is that this was probably started in the 1970s by the CIA so that they could be t- so that they can get Guatemalan DNA and clone them in case they needed to eliminate all the communists that were bit, that were uh, being stationed there. I don't know if that's the wildest thing we've heard tonight. It's close, <laughs> but it's... That, that was similar to what I thought was happening in Wakanda Forever. <laughs> Except it was all She-Hulk. Damn it! Oh my uh, god, She-Hulk. <laughs> so that's fake. I made that one up oh, as well. No uh, but they do have something in Guatemala that's called "How Clean Is Your House," where at the end of the, I think at the end of the year, or maybe it's around Christmas time. After a course of a year, you clean your house out and you pile it all up, and then you burn it all in in a uh, celebration. So there you go. Uh, all that, right. That's why Marie Kondo comes from there, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Catalonia. I didn't even know this existed. I'm the geography expert here. Uh, Catalonia. Spending days leading up to Christmas, they feed a pinata and then beat it until it craps the treats. For kids to eat. I love beating it. For- Mark Radlich, is this true? Is this real? Or is this fake in Catalonia? Where's Catalonia? I, you fucking asked me that question. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's right next to Wakanda. You're next to Wakanda, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> I want to know where Catalonia is. I'm not answering this until you All right. Me. No. Okay. Oh, let's, let's take a look. Catalonia. I'm, right, let's I, I almost Catalonia. didn't make it Hold on. It, it does exist, I think. It sounds European. It's where they keep the unobtainium. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's in Eastern Europe. Uh, Spain, it says. Yeah, okay. Northeast Spain. All right, Spain is Spanish. Mexicans are Spanish. Mexicans do pinatas. It's real. Oh, he's going with real. All right. What do you think, there, Jeff? You think that they create a pinata over there in catalonia and beat it till it craps out treats you know what it sounds logical i'll go with it i love it cooper what do you think good man uh 
I think it's fake because obviously they beat their local government representatives with a bat. <laughs> I want to read this directly from the website here. Oh, this no. is real. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. I love Welcome it. to the bizarre Catalonian tradition or Catalan tradition of defecating log. Locals in Catalonia create a character Def- out of a log. log for the show tonight. <laughs> Hello, Natalia. I feel fucking dead. I feel dead bad later. That's to be the title for my my next podcast. Defecating (laughs) log. I'm I'm going to start a grind band with that name. Well, listen to this stuff. All right. So they get this log, they draw a face on it, and they give it a hat, and then they they keep feeding it treats, and then at when Christmas Eve hits, they grab this thing and they start beating it. And here's the song that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jesse. Is the log a log or is the log a piece of shit? No, it is an actual it is an actual log. And I don't know how they feed this thing treats. I assume they hollow it out or do something, and then you beat on it until it starts leaking the treats. <laughs> you beat out. on a brat with a baseball bat. Here's the song. The song translates to if you don't crap well, I'll beat you with a stick. <laughs> that is exactly what is written here. If you don't crap well. I'll beat you with a stick until it That's craps great. its streets out. And apparently, like, there's little dolls, not how dolls, many, but figurines of people of crapping. Are, how many more of these do you have left? One. One more. I didn't oh, keep it that long. Here listen, it If those people watched the episode of The Bleeding Edge and be moderating, they'd be fucking, they'd end up fucking, like, traumatic. They'd have been traumatic. <laughs> oh, no. It's over an hour. All right. Listen. We got one more. Okay. Iceland. Yes. All right. Iceland kids. Oh. Sounds positive. Right. Iceland Ikea's kids just Iceland. Iceland kids don't just lots, get one lots of plinking be going on there. Lots of it. Oh, okay. They get thirteen mischievous trolls. These kids do instead of one Santa Claus, roaming the country in before Christmas. They uh, there are names for these. They're called the Yule Lads, but the specific names are Doorway Sniffer, <laughs> Spoon Licker. What the fuck uh-huh. is this? Sausage Swiper. What candle stealer, curd gobbler. Uh-huh. Oh my god! And the ominously named window peeper. I believe these were the original names of the seven dwarves before Disney changed them. <laughs> Which one? Where's Poontanger? Uh, each takes turns visiting the children who leave their shoes in the bedroom. And then he says, says each takes turns. And he says each takes turns. Come on, Jesse. Come on, bro. <laughs> what do you think? Real or fake, Mark? I'm gonna go with real. He's going with real Jeff. I feel think? like I feel like trolls in Iceland. That's hey, like the real thing. If 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 it was real, if, if, if it was if it was titles on Skin and Max, it's real. All right. All right. So, so you're going with real Jeff? Are you going no, with real? No, I'm going with I'm He's going with fake. fake. He's going yeah, with fake. Yeah. All right, Coop. Real or fake? I'm going Handles with fake because there's 13 dwarves and you only named seven. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Poontanger? Damn it, Poontanger. <laughs> Uh, that is a real tradition. I'm so that, that smart. Is, I'm so smart. So Chloe so Zhao. Chloe Zhao. She Hulk. She Hulk. Oh, man. So it looks like Jeff wins this one. What do you what think of that? Why do you come up with Jeff wins this one? <laughs> since when do I ever win anything? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> is this the Metal Hammer it. of Doom, Jesse, you motherfucker? Uh, I'm going to give it to Jeff. I'm looking at the score right here. No need to know I'm what give, I'm is. about to give something to you. 
I'm going to say one embarrassing thing about my wife. Recently, my, my wife and her other partner decided that her ass is a vibranium mind, and we like to dig for vibranium. I'm going to decide that your ass is a vibranium mind, Jesse. Wait, no. We keep the unobtainium. Well, uh, hey, we I saw get... The Rock... I saw The Rock on TikTok give away some award or whatever to some like disabled person or some shit. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give my win away right now, okay? I'm going to give my win away, all right, uh, right now, okay, uh, to the Tuscans, okay? All right. Between, all right? You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, you know, those are my people over there. You know what I'm saying? It's rough over there in uh, the desert and shit. And living, living in three huts when you got 700 fucking people in your, in your village is rough, man. Do you think they you know celebrate so, Christmas over? Didn't they make a song about that? Do they celebrate Christmas? How is that? I mean, who, 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 the fuck, who, who the fuck? Who do you even fucking know? Who can, who can understand? Uh, 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 and, and canonically, they're one of the few races that can't be Jedi because they're not intelligent enough. I believe oh, the really? Sand canon. People Christmas song is Home yes. Christmas by the Queers. Okay. Thanks, uh, Mark. <laughs> And, That's and right. Nuclear Santa Claus. That's right. The Tuscans, the Tuscans are so pathetic. Even even the left won't fucking try to use them as scapegoat and, and like as victims. Oh, the left use sand people as scapegoats all the time. Not just those sand people. Anywho, and they're coming for Jesse's Gobbler. mountains. The next, the next time I'm on here, that is going to be on, be my name. By the way, Kurt Gobbler. Wait a minute, Kurt, Kurt Gobbler, do, Right now. Hey, can, can you can you even make the Tuscans woke? Is that even a possible concept? So this they is where the rebellion. This Didn't you understand? Show. Okay, so this past week, speaking of Andor, Alexis hosted a panel. Alexis Haina of Honeysuckle Rose Creations hosted a panel of Star Wars nerds, and they talked about Andor. Um, and then Tuesday night, myself, Robert Winfrey, and Alexis Haina again, we reviewed Violent Night starring David Harbour, one of the best movies of the year, by golly. Um, this weekend, we've got No Bananas. We've got um, the full my uh, from the Blog Talk Radio days, Jesse. We've got our Fuller House season two re-air from the oh, Blog nice. Talk Radio archives. Very nice. Um, on Monday, we got a special edition of Damn You Hollywood because I will be at Ginger and Pod Jeff at Janice Landing on Tuesday. So we're doing Damn You Hollywood on Monday. We're going to be looking at Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Only the second Pinocchio movie to come out this year, and one of them that's good. Uh, Alexis Hannah will be doing a TV party tonight for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which Jeff loved. And then on Thursday, we got a double. We got a we got a double shot for you. One because I am an adult, and I watch uh, programming that stimulates the mind. Don't you understand, Jesse? I watch things. I don't watch your. Your Marvels and your Star Warses and your your kitty cats and your poochie poos and your childish bric-a-brac. I what are you fucking waving at? Put your glasses back on. Uh, just continue, please. Continue. Oh, yes, indubitably. <laughs> indubitably. <laughs> I uh, oh. <laughs> I watch programming men for adults. So myself and Adrian Wagner, she's back on again. We're gonna review Dope Sick. Which is about the oxycotton epidemic, Jesse. What do you think about that, huh? A little something for your mind. No, it's a drama about wow. the actual oxycotton epidemic. Okay. Starring Michael Keaton. You may have known Michael Keaton from one of your childish movies, The Batman from 1989. <laughs> In the upcoming Flash movie. But I can't seem to find I remember a date. him from the all tour classic Birdman. 
<laughs> yes, he was also in the addiction classic Clean and Sober. I, I thought you were going to say the addiction classic The Founder. <laughs> that too. All right. Um, also, my favorite Michael Keaton movie. And also, keeping up with culture, myself and Jason Teasley are going to be reviewing the Anaconda series. Oh, the Protocol Son. The Protocol Son. Yes, Long Road to Ruin, Anaconda. I watched half of the first one today. Boy, has Jennifer Lawrence been was a shitty actress once upon a time. You talking about Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence Jennifer, or Jennifer Lopez? Jennifer Both. Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, that was the one I actually meant. <laughs> Boy, I can't I can't decide in Anaconda who acts worse, Jennifer Lo Lopez or fucking Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Oh man. It's all about this black fist, Jesse. Tell them about it. <laughs> I, I'm sure you're wanting me to quote a song lyric I can't even remember right now. So I want you to do your plugs, you fucking asshole. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so uh, hey, yeah, listen on the source material comics feed. You can go over there and listen to me talk about comics with some uh, pretty cool guys. Listen, recently we talked about the Army of Darkness adaptation on the Unspoken Issues podcast, and that was fun. Not a really big difference between the comic book and the movie until the very end, because it's based on the screenplay, which was actually, uh, you know, hey, it's a neat, it's a great ending. Um, and also prior to that was Mars Attacks Image. Youngblood's dead. And you want to find out why, Turn right, uh, tune in. Turn your podcaster right to it and listen. All right. That's all what, I got. What childish bric-a-brac nonsense television show meant for seven-year-olds are you reviewing on the MCU's Bleeding Edge, Mr. True Knowledge? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, we did episode one of Willow last Friday. Cyber there wanted to do Willow, right? And he's my brother. I support him. So I decided to roll with it. And I'll tell you right now, I won't lie. It's head. It's heading straight into the shit show. Shit show direction. It is. Oh but, no! You know what? <laughs> but we're gonna rock with it. I'm gonna rock with it though. And uh, you know what? If it if it gets clown world, I'll fuck with it and I'll make fun of it. It's all good. You know Let me ask you a question. So, you gonna do National Treasure next? You gonna just do? You just fucking do no. all the Disney Plus shows? You gonna do the Santa Claus? No. You gonna do no, all the way in the house? No. No. Listen. No. Uh, this. Uh, you know, I had I got House of Dragon. Cyber gets his Willow. Okay, and then uh, you know, after that. I'm the, I'm not, Willow's gonna be the old. It's, it's gonna be enough to just where, where I'm gonna be like Cyber, bro. Nah, no more of this bullshit. <laughs> if you come at me, you're gonna revoke no, but, his rights. I will say this though: Rings of Power was not as goddamn bad as people made it sound. It was not. Oh my god, it was not that bad. It was not. Rings of Power sucked. And House of Dragon was freaking excellent. I've heard that. Excellent. It's on my list. I'm gonna watch that in yes. Andor when I get. When I'm not watching superior Adult television show. like Dope Sick. Yes. And we're doing Andor right now on Wednesday evenings. We're episode seven coming up this Wednesday. We're loving it. Episode six was the heist episode. It was great. The cast is great. Stellan Skarsgård is excellent. And bringing Stellan Skarsgård into it really was a game changer. Um, but it just has this really interesting dynamic where for the first time they really humanize the Empire. Right? Like they, they really do. They almost give you a dichotomy where they sort of like almost like mirror the the rebels in a way and like the the, the good forces instead of just making them like you know um, base evil all of them like monolithic it's different. So hey, instead of watching your fucking childish shows meant for children, you know what you should watch Triangle of Sadness. It won the Palme d'Or. It's a meditation on excess wealth and the super rich and classism. And it's uh, there's an entire scene where a boat's rocking too hard that all the rich people vomit all over the place, and it's fucking great. Well, I'll tell you what, Cyber. 
I'll tell you what. No, <laughs> cyber. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, cyber. Mark, 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 you sound like cyber. Mark, I'll tell you what, brother. You go, you go and look at all the other platforms out there, and whatnot, and you hashtag the conservative voice or capital TCB, and you look yeah. at the numbers I used to put up when I did politics and economics and all that shit and whatnot. And I'll tell you this, brother. After three years plus of straight fucking shouting and yelling and fucking arguing with liberals and leftists every fucking day of my life, and like you know, what I'm saying being attacked and fucking deplatformed mm-hmm. every day and everywhere I went. Um, listen, man, I'm fine with Willow. I I'm I'm fucking with you, but I, I hear you, man. All right, Robert, you don't have anything to plug. Uh I went to an Amon and Mars show, the same so one that I. Mark went to. So uh, nice. That was fucking lit. Do you get any t-shirts, Mark? Uh I got an obituary t-shirt. Oh, okay. See, I got the that yellow carcass one. Okay. Because it fucking rocked. And I got my girlfriend a carcass t-shirt. How about that? I got my girlfriend. Wait a minute. What, what, what are we rocking t-shirt wise, everybody? Jesse, what do you got? Uh, believe it or not, it's a DeLorean. Okay. Yeah, we just, we just save the clock tower t-shirt, you dork. Uh, what, what you got, Mark? What you got? Is it Christmassy? I got fucking Santa Claus conquers the Martians because I'm festive. I, I have a thermal shirt on because I've been wearing suits to work. And and He's Jess cold. got his uh, LGBTQI shirt. I like that <laughs> shirt, Jeff. I do. That was a, that's like a, that's an awesome what shirt. What you do, dude. you fucking child? Hey, all right, um, go watch Jeff, your fucking adult shows. I will. January fifth, uh, we're back on the Whiskey Rebellion. It'll be us four knuckleheads. I don't know what we're gonna talk about, but we're gonna talk about it. And then, hey, Robert Cooper, episode two of the Metal Hammer of Jukebox. We're back, January twelfth. Yes. Hot dog, ringing in the new year. And then episode four of the Whiskey Rebellion, we're going to have Andrew Graham on that show. We're going to talk war movies. We're going to do a war movies list. Oh, boy. Wow. Boy, yeah. that's fun. Oh, All yeah. Right. I'm going to see how many depressing ones I can bring up. Perfect. All right, folks. This has been the Whiskey Rebellion. For True Knowledge, Jeff Sloboda of the MCU's Bleeding Edge. For Jesse Starcher of source material and for robert cooper of any damn podcast he chooses i'm snooty be well be safe and behave